What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by our free hoops contest over at DraftKings this Friday. That is March 15th. Just go to dkng.co slash challenge mania and you can play fantasy basketball with all the other maniacs. And if you win first place, you not only get cash prizes courtesy of DraftKings, you win a Challenge Mania shirt that you cannot buy, not even at challengemania.shop. That's right, an exclusive limited edition item that will be yours and yours alone. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the note of basketball, he's at home practicing his sky hook with James Worthy, the Showtime Lakers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is not just kidding. Derek Kaczynski, what's up, brother? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm working on my sky hook here at uh, 2 a.m. Right after we film the war room. Then we get into Kara. Then we get a little bit of Polly, And then we get all types of stew coming from all different angles huh so you're just gonna let everybody know right off the bat that we get a little bit of paulie you don't want to let that be like a surprise like how we got morgan and uh, johnny bananas episode yes 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 sorry sorry i'm i'm out of my mind right now and then you hit me with the kareem abdul jabbar i'm just like fuck i read that article a couple like days ago and now i'm like what ex- exactly happened there all i could all i could after hearing kareem abdul jabbar talk about the challenge i was like holy shit kareem abdul jabbar watches the challenge and is like you know analyzing it and stuff like that. And all I could think about is when are they going to fix the slam dunk contest? Kareem, I know you're a judge. Let's catch everybody up. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly known as Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from airplane and other films as well. Probably one of arguably five to 10 best basketball players of all time. A lot of people have him in their top five. I know Bill Simmons does. Um, And who knew He's actually, it seems like at least at one point in his life, been a challenge fan this whole time. And he this week wrote a column for The Hollywood Reporter, major news outlet, so not even typically an outlet that covers the challenge at all, wrote a column about the challenge, the evolution of the show, the 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 uh, sort of the state of the show today. Now, spoiler alert, he does kind of come down on the show a little bit negatively, and uh, some that's calls why out, I didn't like it. That's why I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, and and say what you will about the article, there were there were flaws in the article. To me, what I took from it, and we don't have to talk about it for a long time, is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a challenge maniac. That's what I took from it. So people were asking, are we going to have him on Challenge Mania? Look, I would love to. I'm a, I'm a massive basketball fan. I think it would be hysterical and amazing to talk to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar about the challenge. But based on the way he approached the, the column and the fact that I've heard through the grapevine that his representation is terrible and that he like wants money to do interviews, I doubt we have him on the podcast, but um, it would be interesting. He Tweet did- at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Challenge Mania, come on the podcast, these two guys analyze the podcast all the time rip some clips of Derek Kaczynski doing some work and well and I'll say this something I got from the I, something I got from the tone of the article is that he is definitely more of a fan of I would probably guess your era of the yeah. challenge so yeah. it's at KAJ33 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar master of the shot of the uh, Skyhook NBA champion New York Scored Times bestselling points a game has has scored 100 points in a basketball game before NBA basketball game. Okay, he I'm going to leave this in. You're confusing him with Will Chamberlain, but I'm going to oh, leave that shit, in. Shit. Um, he is a New York Times bestselling Damn author. Um, but no, no, he's definitely not coming on. But uh, but I'm leaving that in because that's hysterical. He's but, a Laker. Um, okay, he was a Laker. He was a Laker. He played with 
He played with he Magic play, Johnson. Johnson. He started on the Milwaukee Bucks, won them a championship. Then he oh. went to the Lakers, and he was on the Showtime Lakers with Magic Johnson and Byron Scott and James Worthy and, you know, legendary team, coached by Pat Riley. Um, amazing player. Went to yeah. UCLA. My bad. All-time great player. Okay, but yeah. he watched the challenge, which is insane, whether he still watches it to this day, which is crazy that, you know, I, I don't get the feeling he's paying too close attention now because I would get that he – I would think he would like the season, but um, he was coming down on the show, uh, came down to Johnny Bananas by name a little bit. He name-dropped CT. He actually name-dropped, oddly enough, Kyle, which I thought was weird because he kind of said – he mentioned Kyle in the same breath as CT and Johnny, and I wondered if maybe he was getting Kyle confused with Kenny, if that makes any no, sense. He, no. Oh, he likes CT from back in the day, mm-hmm. right? That's what he said. He liked he liked the mature maturation. He said that he's matured over the years, but some folks haven't. And then he named Johnny and and Kyle. Yeah, so it does. Kyle's in the newer era. But what is Kyle not matured from vendettas? I don't understand. No, I don't. I don't think he was making that assessment. I think he was saying that Kyle is sort of doing some of these over the top. Uh, having these over the top scenes or antics or whatever you want to call it. So does Johnny bananas. It's like, you know, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Okay. Clearly the show can take some credit for Tamburello's maturation, but it is Tamburello himself who chose to learn from the experience and evolve yet other repeat contestants like Johnny bananas, Devananzio and Kyle Christie show no maturation at all. Stuck in an adolescent vortex of entitlement and cluelessness. Yeah. Well, look, it, as far as Kyle goes, it's like, has he matured at 28, 29 years old or whatever he is? That That's the point from adolescent, like at 28, 29, 30, 34, 34 years old. Johnny's 36. It doesn't matter when you're in your thirties, you sort of, you know, you're not really doing these things in normal life, let alone on TV when everyone's watching. You know I what have I mean? two theories, two theories. Theory one, In he's theory. getting, he's got Kyle confused with somebody else. Theory two is he was told you got to mention Kyle. Uh, and so he kind of fit him in there as that third name, uh, here because it doesn't apply. It doesn't make any sense. Like why would you talk about a guy who's only been on three seasons in the span of a year and not because somebody who's in, because in three seasons, he's made a humongous splash. And all of it is, or much of it is this like, you know, uh, hooking up with three different chicks in one bed in one season type of shit, right? Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't see it. All right, guys, check it out. Uh, it's 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 interesting. I, I tweeted it. Uh, just look it up. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Hollywood Reporter Challenge. I mean, for me, if you're a massive sports fan the way I am, if you're a massive basketball fan, it's incredible that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is talking about our little stupid show here. So uh, he did make an appearance on The Bachelor a couple seasons ago, which might have, you know, should have been a red wow. flag. That maybe he's a, maybe he is an admirer of reality TV in general. Um, that was a cute segment he did. I think it was with Rachel Lindsay that season. Bachelorette, it must have been. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so read it. It's interesting. Um, can't say I agree with a lot of it, but he, he makes some good points and he clearly is a viewer of the show. So I'm going to chalk him up. I'm going to call him Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, officially a challenge maniac and, uh, tweet him if you want to hear him on the show and, and it will fall likely on deaf ears, but why not? And, and one thing he did say is the challenge has had its highest ratings in, in I think ever, ever. Is that correct? Uh, well, it in, did say in that in the times. article, did it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I believe it did say that in the article and he's like, how does that happen? And, you know, and then you point over to Johnny bananas who sort of, you know, 
continues this plot stirring to happen as the show evolves, you know, he kind of, he stays the same, right? In ways he's not like maturing, like CT. He's like continuing to stay mischievous, which keeps the show more interesting. My question is Kareem, how do we get the slam dunk contest to be more interesting? And correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, he is a judge every year at the slam dunk contest. I don't know if he has anything to do with how the slam dunk contest is run or how we get more high flyers back. Like we did back in the day, which is kind of what he's saying. I wish the challenge was what it was at back in the day. I wish the slam dunk contest was what it was back in the day, Scott. I'm sure what everybody's looking for before a two hour podcast we have ahead of us um, is a quick tangent on the dunk contest. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a judge, quote unquote, in the way that they have about 13 people holding up, you know, papers that have numbers one through 10 after the dunk. It's not whatever it is. A few shacks out there. Kenny Smith. Five guys. Okay. He's not like an official member of the like dunk contest committee. And the thing has lost its luster over the years, not because there's not high flyers. They still have high flyers. It's just that the, the, you know, you used to have where, you know, Kobe Bryant played in his rookie year. Michael Jordan played in it. Dominic Wilkins. You don't have any big names playing in it anymore for the most part. I mean, most recently, I I believe um, we had uh, Aaron Gordon (laughs) played in it. uh, and lost? You know, and he he ended up losing to Zach Levine that year. It was the most amazing dunk ever. But I think Blake Griffin played in it one year. Uh, Dwight Howard used to play in it from time yes. to time. Uh, but yes, recently, over the last few years, look, gone are the days where Vince Carter and Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan were making names for themselves in the dunk contest as well. It is in the regular season. So I, I look, I'm with you, but I don't think it's ever getting fixed because, you know, the NBA is a billion-dollar industry. These guys are are huge names for their for their team and for the league. And they don't – I honestly think they like to go out and party, and they'd rather be the guy on the court side holding their phone out recording the dunk contest than actually perform in the dunk contest. And for whatever reason, none of the stars want to do it. So, you know, I think it'll take throwing a lot more money at him to get him to do it. But I'm shocked that it hasn't. You're right that there hasn't been one year here where four solid players just agreed on the bus one day. You know, they're playing cards and they say, you know what, let's just do this thing and blow it out. But yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, we need an article on how the slam dunk contest is going to get fixed. Thank you for being a challenge maniac. Speaking of hoops, though, and speaking of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, we have a fantasy basketball contest tomorrow. That's Friday, March 15th. That's right. Totally free. No deposit. No money required. No money down. Here's all you need to do. DKNG.co slash challenge mania. That's DKNG.co slash challenge mania. Draft a full lineup of players for free. Watch your players rack up points. Score the most points and you win. First place takes home a custom challenge mania shirt to go with any winnings that you get from DraftKings. Just make sure you act quickly. The contest won't be around forever. It locks Friday. That is March 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern time to enter. Just go to DKNG.co slash challenge mania. Look, we'll have the stuff in all our social pages, Twitter, that's me at Shot of Jaeger. He's at Derek MTV. Instagram at Scott of Jaeger at Derek MTV. We'll have the link there in the bios as well. So if you want to just click If those. Instagram is working at that point. If Instagram is even working these days, come on. Oh, man. Talk about uh, a weird day. Instagram not working. Facebook not working. You know what's working, though? Challenge Mania. Um, let's get to this interview, dude, because we, I mean, we spend almost two hours with Cara Maria. Um, talking about a ton, as you can imagine. And uh, let's get right to it. You know, what do you say? Yeah, it's been a long enough day, my friend. Long day it's been. Just recorded The War Room. Got card today. We're taping West tomorrow. We got Brett Robinson in the can. Let's shout out our new patrons. 
Brenna Chopsky, MJ, Valerie Norton, Ben Osborne, Bertha Vasquez, Marvel Miles, Katie Postlewaite, Joe Stanton, Kelly Ola, Carly Garza, and Shooter McGavin. Thank you guys so much for becoming new patrons. We really appreciate you, and uh, we hope you like the war room over there, or as I like to say, the war room. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the pod squad. Here we go. We're going to call Miss Car Maria. We know everyone listening to this loves her equally. No detractors, no haters, all positive vibes. Ladies and gentlemen, your queen, Miss Car Maria. Um, what do you think, D? How does she sound? Uh, are, are you in bed right now? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> how did I know that? How do I? I'm, lay, I'm laying on the couch, actually watching Leaving Neverland. Oh my! Oh, that's a good one. Oh, uh, I didn't so see it. That's a good disturbing. one. You have not seen it. If the way you reacted was that's a good one. <laughs> well, it's I, ha- I haven't seen it, but like that's like a documentary I really, really want to see. But what's it on HBO? <laughs> it's first. You of all, are going to be highly uncomfortable. It is horrifying. It. Yeah, we watched the entire I got, thing. I got it's horrifying. I, I got another movie for you. That's gonna another movie that's gonna make you really uncomfortable. If you if you if you guys are interested in a movie, do not really say oxymorons. Oxymorons, very uncomfortable. Let me just tell you, D. <laughs> I know you're trying to help out Johnny Hickey. He would not like you mentioning his movie in the same breath as as Leaving Neverland. I'll tell you that right oh. now. That is not no. the way to pitch his movie. From the people who saying- brought you Leaving Neverland. Oxymorons. You're not good. No, not a good segue. How you doing, Carl? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you guys? Actually, I'm doing great. Tonight's episode was awesome. I didn't have anything to do with it. I totally <laughs> could like sit back and watch everybody else's shit. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and, and on top of that, you didn't get to do an Instagram live tonight. I, I wasn't going to anyways. I really I'm all set. <laughs> ah, I thought you just, I thought you did one every time. I was like, wonder what kind of headlines are going to come out of Kara's uh, Instagram live tonight. Wait, Instagram shut down. Challenge made is the next best. I could literally say, <laughs> oh, look at it. It's, it's a nice day out. And I'll get 30 people being like, fuck you. You don't know what a nice day is. Of course you think it's a nice day because you don't even know that people are suffering in other parts of the world. Fuck you, Kara. Everybody hates you. You home wrecking, cheating whore. All he said was it was a nice day. To be fair, though, it was pretty fucking cloudy today on the East Coast. So I'm just saying to play devil's advocate, Cara. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. It's not cloudy. It wasn't cloudy. We're out looking at it. Okay, on the line right now, ladies and gentlemen, she threw the largest block party since Dave Chappelle in 2005 recently. (laughs) Just put banishing people left and right on all social media channels. She's your Vendetta's champion. She has officially lived long enough to have been the hero and now become the villain. Miss Cara Maria Sorbello. How are you? We talked about this privately. She knows the deal. How I'm are doing you, fantastic. I'm doing great. How are you? You're, you're getting villain. the... the yeah, well, that's Cara's words, not mine, actually. You're such a dick, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you feel these days? I mean, you just mentioned the thing about the weather in jest, but I mean, talk about that. I mean, have you sensed, because what's funny is when we started this podcast, the thing that jumped out at us was how dedicated and vocal your fan base was in a positive way. Um, Mm -hmm. And now it's sort of equally equal parts. Those people are still around, but the haters and the detractors are just as loud, if not louder. So what's changed? I don't think anything's changed. I just think that... Um, I actually, I actually look at it in a way as a compliment because 
when you look at like the original, because obviously, you know, the Stan Twitter world is its own reality show in itself. And when you look at the original, original person, it was Cara Maria Defender. People had been talking about Cara Maria Defender since the producers were talking to me about it. Castmates were talking about it for like seasons since Cara Maria Defender came out. From Cara Maria Defender spawned anti-Cara accounts. So people will be fans of people just because of their hatred of me. So in a way, I just look at it as another fan club. Because, I I mean, you could be fans of whoever you want, but if you're going to be fans of someone just because they hate someone, that literally means you're just an undercover fan. And I think those people are just a little bit more vocal now than they used to be. That's all. It doesn't mean that there's more people. It just means that they're just louder. I think even when you look at complaints and when people hate people, hatred is generally louder than love. So what you guys aren't seeing is like the thousands of, you know, loving DMs and supportive, like things that I do get. You're just hearing like all the people that I block, basically. They're just very loud and they make up more accounts. They keep coming back. <laughs> well, it's it's funny that you say that because we just got done doing the war room and, and we basically left off and, and saying, you know, how someone like Georgia in, in today's episode uh, ends up winning the whole thing, takes a gut shot, you know, uh, you know, from Wes. And then that, you know, what, what she had done with, with the episode, having a good episode was was very much overlooked by a guy like Bear, who's got this like overbearing, spectacular, loud, you know, annoying at times, um, you know, portrayal of himself. And that just, it's like, it's more, you know, the villain and he's a villain. He's a villain. He's one of the villains. I think, you know, gets over overshadows some of the good stuff that goes on, you know, and, and just like you beating Ninja today. It's like, that's my (laughs) big takeaway today. You know, I, we, we went first, actually it was a little out of order. Like we were the first two girls to go. We were right after Hunter and whoever Hunter went again with, I forget, but like we were right after Hunter and it was like, that was props to any girl that got more tires than me because that was so incredibly difficult. Like I was, that challenge was so hard and I'm all upper body strength and that was so incredibly hard. So props to Nani, props to Cam, props to Georgia, like those girls, so, so props because that, that shit was real hard. Let's talk about the aforementioned block party you recently went on. So the the thing that you said just now, which I think is like a great way to look at it, which is you kind of have grown to start looking at people's impassioned hatred towards you that they've channeled into love or rooting for other challengers as sort of like that just is sort of a little bit of, you know, redirected, you know, hostility in the sense that, you know, it's, it's almost like they enjoy rooting against you so much that now they've channeled that in appreciation for other people. Um, and that's kind of a healthy way to look at it. But some of these people who have still channeled that hatred directly at you, you've decided to put the kibosh on that and block them. People are fascinated by this. It was a very headline making thing when a bunch of people woke up on a regular, well, because people woke up on their Wednesday morning, they had their coffee, their paper, they went to their phone and they went to bash you directly to your face and they couldn't do it. And it was like, like shit 
they're like, the first thing I wanted to do when I woke up this morning is have my cereal, have my coffee, and talk shit to Kara. But now I can't even look at her profile. So now I have to make up another profile to look at her profile. And she's going to block me on that one, too. What is the world coming to? Have you seen the Avengers Infinity War, Kara? I, here's the thing. I have so many people on mute. Like, I used to, I muted so many people that when you look at a thread on Twitter, it's mostly muted. <laughs> like, I could see, oh, hater, 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 fan, hater, 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 fan, even though they're all technically fans. Um, and I think it was just like, at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? I used to like the mute button more than the block because I knew that when you block someone, then they would get all excited and tweet about it. Be like, oh my God, so-and-so block me and like post screenshots that they got blocked. And I was like, I'm like, that satisfaction. I'm just going to let them tweet their little hearts out and I'll never see what they wrote. Um, and I just was like, you know what? F all these people. I'm like, I'm about to block. So I just, cause I, I started with my castmates. I blocked because it originally started with the fact that my castmates don't stop talking about my personal life, what I post on my own personal Instagram, what I post on my own stories, what I post on my Twitter. And then, you know, they create video logs about it. They go on their lives about it, whether it's about them or not. And it's like, I'm like, you know what? If you're so obsessed with, if my life bothers you so bad to the extent that you have to tweet about it, live stream about it, YouTube about it and everything else, I'm like, just, just, why don't you just unfollow me? Why don't you just mute me? Why don't you block me? I offered it in a tweet. I even added the people that I thought would most benefit from unfollowing me, muting me or blocking me. They did not accept my invitation to the party. So then I did them the favor and I thought, I'm so charitable this morning. I'm going to go ahead and, and help all these other people out and, and block them because I don't want their lives to be so affected by my own personal life. So I blocked every, I blocked my castmates and then I blocked their fans too. And it's been amazing. For those who don't know, so who will start the castmates? Who do you block among your castmates? I blocked Marie, Jemmy, Kayla, Kayla's boyfriend, Veronica, uh, Amanda, Ashley, all the lavender ladies. Who else did I block? Uh, Angela and Faith, even though that's old news. Uh, I'm sure I've blocked more. It's just not coming to my mind, but a lot of people. Okay. So that, you know, that's understandable if you, if you were, you know, getting sick and tired of them kind of using your personal life for content and to take jabs and stuff. And, and then, you know, which, you know, they obviously, if you, if they notice that you block them, probably then turn that into content as well. But the thing you they said, did, but it, it's so strange. It's like, if you really are so entirely bothered by someone and you hate somebody so much, why if why would you not block them? And then when you find out that they blocked you, why would you talk about it? Like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know if those people had blocked me because I don't look at their stuff. You said that you were hip to the thing that I I've always been. This is what I do also is that like you know blocking someone almost like you know gives them the most the ultimate satisfaction. They can take that <laughs> screenshot that says you've been blocked. They share it they with do. other people. Everybody wakes up the day after Thanos had the snap and they look around. Who else fa- who else got snapped by Kara? So th- you know it's funny. Like Laurel blocked me a year ago and I joke about it all the time. She's given me endless material by doing that. So yeah. you know so my, I got to ask you what changed there where you were like I'm okay with giving these people this leverage because I don't know if you saw but there were people with like blog posts that were like just basically like live streaming the the blocks. Wow. That is that is a new level of how bored are you with your life yeah. and 
how big of an impact am I in yours? <laughs> well, honestly, I, I think people were flattered that they, because if you think about it, the goal is to either kind of take you down, bring you down, say mean stuff to you about you, et cetera. And mm-hmm. most of the time they're not getting the satisfaction of a response or, you know, anything, any sort of, you know, right. acknowledgement that you're seeing it. But then one day when they go to do it again and they see that not only have you seen their stuff, but it's gotten to you yeah. so much that you hit that block button. It's almost like like winning their challenge, essentially. You know, it's just not that deep. It's just kind of like, I don't want to see your shit anymore. Block. Bye. Like, I'm I'm done now. I'm just done muting. I'm like, oh, I'll just fucking block them. Because if they literally, you can tell, like, if you if you tweet something, like, I can tell the people, it's, it's repeat offenders, usually. Like, it's not someone out of the blue that's like, fuck you, Kara. It's like, it's repeat offenders. There's a core group of individuals that will make profile after profile so they can continue to look at my, like, it's a crazy obsession so they can look at what I'm doing, find something to be offended by, and then, and then write about it on everything and every thread. And you could see because I've only blocked maybe a hundred people, including my castmates, max, maybe, and then those hundred people are the same loud, angry, offended hundred people that comment on everything. So it's like, at this point, I'm like, I'm just going to do you the favor. I wanted to give of my charity and, and help these people. If, if I'm making, if, if they are so bothered by me, I wanted to help their lives and block them from having to see what was going on in mine. That that's like borderline abuse. That's like, <laughs> but that's like, it sounds like you were like getting abused, you know, like to, to, you know, uh, to, to be so fed up with people saying negative things about you so often that you're like, fuck man. Like there's no, it's just, else it's just a do. core group of people. And at a certain point, at a certain point, you got to figure, you got to consider the source. I feel like that there's a lot of people out there that they're either, you know, you know, harassed in school or they're bored with their nine to five or they hate their husbands or their kids are driving them crazy. They sit in traffic all day. They hate everybody. They come home. And at a certain point, I think I I've actually sat back for a second and I'm like, you know what? If, if hating on me, if talking all this stuff about me gives them some sort of release from the frustrations of their own lives, then I'm happy to be that person for them. But at the same time, fuck you. I'm blocking you. <laughs> I don't know what's, it just blows my mind. Like it blows my mind that we're still talking about that. This right now, totally. that it was that big of a big of a deal that people are like, I really am that bitch. Aren't I? Well, it's, it says a lot about the, and again, it's funny that you mentioned it that way. Cause I had a similar thing recently where, uh, there was someone that was kind of getting, it seemed like satisfaction out of like, you know, kind of trolling a little bit, saying negative comments on our posts. And, and, uh, I was like, man, this name sounds familiar. And I, and I searched the name in our, in our email, uh, history. And I found that like a year ago, this person had actually written to us very enthusiastically wanting to be a part of the show and, uh, you know, mm. do, do transcribes for us and stuff. And I just sent them an email and I said, Hey, 
mean, like, what? Just to explain to me what we've done to come in a year, like how far we've come from this. Where you know you were, you know, a fan of the show at some point, and clearly we turned to you. Just tell me what I did wrong, whatever. And even just you sending didn't even that, do anything. Well, even sending that email, he, he wrote me this really thoughtful response and kind of said, "Hey, you know what? I'm really sorry. I've had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life, and That's and this it. and that." And I even said to him, and I meant this. I said, "Look, if it's actually helped you get through the stuff in your personal life to take a jab at me or to to put a sarcastic comment at a thread about our episode, then then keep." doing it honestly because i would rather you do something like that which like pisses me off for five seconds and have it help you with whatever's going on in your life that sounds actually serious than than you not do that and and be holding all this other stuff in so sometimes it is people getting a cathartic you know yes you really have to step back it's like people like why does everybody hate you it's like no look at look at the people look at the source look at you know freaking lady gaga lady i love lady Gaga, you go to Lady Gaga's Instagram and there's definitely people being like, you're a whore. I hate you. Shitty music. Like, and it's like, does that reflect on Lady Gaga or does it reflect on the human? You know what I mean? Like there's people out there that are going to go out. They're going to thrive off the negativity. They're going to comment mean shit on everybody's pictures, posts, F you, F this, because they are so unhappy and frustrated with their own life that they take it out on you know, reality TV is their escape. So we are their escape. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or I'm doing anything wrong. It, it's look at the person dishing out the hate. Like I go on Instagram and I'm like, wow, Lady Gaga, you look really pretty today. Oh, wow. Look at this makeup picture. I like it. Like, Ooh, Tori, you're hot. Oh, Cam, you're a queen because that's how I feel. Like I'm happy and I'm sharing love. And it's like, if all your shit's negative, like, just look at your life. Like, you're not happy. So, go ahead. You know, I'll be your, I'll be your therapy. D- take it out of me. I, I really don't care. Did it's you just, not me because it doesn't reflect just, on me. Did you just congratulate Lady Gaga for allowing people to go to her page and vent? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I love Lady Gaga. <laughs> and I'm like, if people are hating on Lady Gaga, then I ain't worried about me. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, if you can hate on Lady Gaga. <laughs> the headline tomorrow is going to be, Car Maria goes on Challenge Mania, compares self to Lady Gaga. That's oh, all God. it's going to be. God. That's all it's going to say. God. That You're absolutely right. There's going to be like 30 posts about that on, on like those spoiler websites that dedicate their lives to hating me. <laughs> to, to, ev- to everyone that, that, that blocked, to everyone that blocked Cara, uh, you're, you're, you're welcome for, for, for allowing me to be my punching bag. All right. I said that do all you know that. Do you know that the people that hate me most, that bitch the most about you guys doing this podcast with me are the ones frothing at the mouths right now, typing up the entire thing so that they can post it on the spoiler sites and be like, yeah, fuck Cora, hater. Yes. And just so you know, all you guys who wrote in those questions that were like mean spirited and whatnot, I'm just going to let you know, I I picked one of them and I'm saving it and you're not going to know where I'm going to ask it. So you have to listen to this entire (laughs) podcast. I will say, let's get out of the block. Let's just answer the rude questions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right, right. But I'll, but I'll some, I'll paraphrase them. So they're nice. That would really piss these people off. Oh my God. Um, No, but last thing on the block party, I, you know, I think a lot of people have had these theories this is how much uh this has been a part of my life for the last week is people my have these theories mind is blown that people are this invested because well, a flattered. lot of the people you've blocked to be honest with you cara are our challenge maniacs and are some of our patrons and to be to be quite <laughs> honest people that we d and i and like you know our circles know as like good people and whatnot and they were blocked by you which means either they're le- leading a double life which means they're like nice and supportive to us but like then they put on their like you know their cloak and they just bash you 
you in the wee hours of the night, something I like mean, that. Honestly, to be fair, I did make a few mistakes when I was blocking people because I go. looked at, um, I looked to be fair. I might have unfairly blocked a few people because I, I was like, after I blocked all my castmates, I was like, you know what? I'm going to block all these, you know, the, the fans, like the anti Cara fans that are basically my fans. Um, I'm going to block them too. And so I went to who I muted. I went to my muted list and I started blocking on there cause I couldn't, I didn't know who was who. So I might've just muted someone cause like they're just annoying me with their tweets or whatever. But like, I didn't mean like, but they weren't being mean. They just, I just wasn't in, weren't in their tweets or whatever. So like, I don't know. Yeah. A couple I people really were like, no explain to me why there. she blocked me. I've only said nice things about her. Some people, some people, to be honest with you, Cara, and this has happened to me too, where sometimes the people get so crafty with their sarcasm and whatnot when it comes to you that someone mm-hmm. will actually be complimenting you and I'll read it like it's a dig and they'll be like, no, I'm her biggest fan. And I'll be like, oh, well that sounded weird. Like I can never tell the difference between like a pro car tweet and an anti car tweet. It's like the difference yeah. between a comma. Getting all muddy. I probably definitely. And I apologize to those that I accidentally blocked wrong. If you really want, you can, you can go through Scott and, and let him know. And he can let me know. Cause I definitely am quite sure that I've made more than one mistake of who I blocked, but I was on a roll. But then you get one <laughs> chance. If you tweet, if you tweet me or if you throw it out there, email us and I pass it off to Cara and she unblocks you. And that next day you just hit her with that hot fire again. You're dead to us. All right. So don't Rich, abuse it. On the positive side, I've been also following a lot of people that I never used to do that before. I followed like 40 people forever. And recently it's like if people are just. When people say, oh, my God, Cara, please follow me, I don't like being told what to do, so I don't. But if someone is just genuinely just, like, writes a tweet, just, like, not expecting anything out of it, just leaves a nice tweet, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to follow you. Just randomly. I just randomly start following nice people. So I reward the good behavior. I block the shit behavior. I'm becoming a very good challenge parent. There you go. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists have, have, have said that they thought that maybe you were being tipped off on who to block by like, say like your super fans were like giving you lists. So you didn't even have to go through and like fact check that they were just like, just block these 40 people. And that's what people uh, thought. Can you confirm no, or deny that? that? That is actually a whole lot of work. So I'm going to go ahead and deny that except for the fact that after I blocked everybody, I did reach out to Carmary defender and I said, Hey, did I miss anybody? And then they gave me literally about five names and I'm like, already got them. <laughs> so, so other than that, no, I did not get a list. All the people I blocked, I literally blocked on my own. I wanted to double check if I missed anybody. And then they gave me five that I'd already blocked. And I was like, all right, well, we're good. Um, something we love about having you on the podcast is you love answering listener questions, getting as many, getting to as many of them as you can. And something I know about you personally is that you don't want just softball questions. So I'm going to hit you with some, not none that were like malicious, but like some that'll give you an opportunity to touch on some things that, you know, maybe clarify some stuff, maybe win some fans back, maybe, you know, speak about some things you haven't talked about in long form yet. Um, so we'll start with a, with a, with a hard ball, a fastball here. Nicole wants to know, do you prefer people call you Cara or? Cara Maria. I got, I got, I got the answer to that one. I got the answer to that one. You can, you can call me whatever you want. Oh. Don't call me late for my period. Oh wow. Well, that answers another question. Someone goes, "How do you still feel about marriage these days?" Um, and I, I guess the kids by proxy. 
I'd say, I'd say, you know, why ruin a good thing? I don't want to get married. Um, okay, no. In all seriousness, though, th- this is this is a fastball, a curveball, if you will. But I think it'll give you a, a good chance to discuss this stuff. And this kind of touches on what you were talking about. Some of those other cast members who you've now blocked and you, you felt were talking about you in your personal life. Jessica says, "Kara, you were very public about how hurt you were by Paulie and mm-hmm. every back in you know the late you know December period with the Us Weeklies, the IG Lives, the Twitters, etc." Every, and everyone rallied around you, and fans included, and cast members as well. But when you got back together with him quickly, and everyone was confused, you seemed to hate all the feedback or backlash you were getting from either fans or from cast members. She says, now this is your life, and you get to make your decisions, but she can't help but wonder why you didn't come on a podcast or release some sort of statement to your followers after the fact. Um, so I, I think that's a, you know, I want to queue you up to be able to discuss that because some of the people that you mentioned having blocked Kayla, Veronica, Marie, et cetera, in those moments, they seem to really be on your side. No, and they be, didn't. You, you don't think no, so? No, they didn't. Do not, do not. Fuck. No, <laughs> no, no. Kayla and Veronica have done nothing but shade me forever. When that first, um, when that first, fucking what was it instagram post from danielle came out kayla and marie they were like frothing the most they couldn't wait to like take to twitter and write about it and put it everywhere they didn't have to like none of that had to be like it was already out there and being talked about by my cast all over twitter before i ever said a word they brought it out there and it like it descended upon me to come out with my own statement in the madness of after filming for eight, for however long I was on the challenge and then coming off the challenge and having barely any time to get your brain right. You know, after you film a challenge, how long it takes like to get your brain adjusted to being back in normal life. So I had like no time to get adjusted to normal life. I'm already in Disney world with Polly. Um, and then all of this comes out. And my world turns upside down. How I felt in the moment was how I felt in the moment. The only thing I wish I did was not come out with any statement at all. Like, I wish I never said anything. But when I'm getting hit up by news article after news article of, like, you have to make a statement. We're going to run this without you. We're going to run the story if you don't say anything or even if you do. This is coming out. This is coming out. I've got Danielle. I've got Lori, you know, telling me this, telling me that. And I'm just like... I'm at home. I'm not even, I haven't even had a chance to like be home in Montana to get my brain right. I'm like in Boston with my family. When this is all going down, I'm in a hotel room with Polly. Like my brain was spinning. My world was upside down. How I reacted was how I reacted. I wish I didn't. I wish I never came out with a damn word, but I thought in that moment that it was done and I was never going to talk to Paul again. That's how I felt. And then me and Polly, we're talking. If there's if there's a woman out there, if there's, you know, if it's not common for women to or anybody in a relationship to go through something in that relationship and then not give it a second chance or not take that person back, I highly doubt there's like one challenge castmate that can say that. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I'm abnormal in doing that. So me and Polly talked it out and you know, we didn't want to come out with it we wanted to figure it out like there was a lot to talk about there was a lot to to figure out there was a lot to sort out and I wasn't sure if I was going to get back with him but the thing is is at the end of the day when you break it all down what did he do he lied to me when we were dating and figuring it out he lied to me wrong 
not okay. I gave him plenty of chances to be truthful with me. He lied. But other than that, was I the happiest I've ever been? Did he ever physically, people are, people are coming at me online being like, he's abusive. He's never been physically abusive with me. He's treated me more affectionate, more loving than any man I've ever been with. I have been on the ending of being in physically wrong situations with men that I was dating. And I'm not going to get into that, but other people know about it. You know, like this man has treats me with so much love and so much kindness. There's a, this man is someone that you're not going to see on TV. You're not going to see it on Twitter. Like nobody's going to live through my life, but me and the choices that I make for my own life are my own choices. And if you want to sit back and watch that reality TV and comment on it, go right ahead. But it's my life. You're not dating me and you're not me. So really that's it. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, what's interesting is this was uh, fairly easy for us to do because, you know, Derek, myself, we, we both like Polly, and I think, uh, something I I've said many times that in my typical daily life, I've learned the hard way, hard way in, in past instances that when sometimes a relationship is on the rocks for a little bit, um, you don't want to go run and kind of, you know, bash in one person or the other person or say, Oh, so good riddance. And I'm glad, cause then when those two people get back together, you're the asshole who bashed him a little too much, you know? Um, right. but I mean, I, I was like, as far as I was concerned, like when all came out, like I was done. And I'm sure there's a million other people that have been in my shoes that are like, I'm done. I'm not going back to him. And then you do, you work it out and you go back. And for me, we, we've been spending so much time together. Like I am genuinely happy. Like the trust is going to take forever to rebuild. It is what it is. But you know, now that's, that's what you get for when you start a relationship and you're like, Oh, we're open. I'm not going to define it. You know? And then you get your heart broken. It's like, whose fault is that? You know, so now it's, it's been defined. It's been laid out. The rules are there and, you know, fool me once shame on me. No, fool me. Fucking God damn it. (laughs) I hate that saying, you know what I'm saying though? Yeah. You just can't, you just can't fool me. Yeah. I get it. No, it's the 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 old adage. I think, I think that this is something worth giving a second chance. And so I'm going to see how everything plays out. And until the day that I'm not happy anymore, that's when I'll go away. If I'm on the phone every night calling my friends crying like other castmates do, you know, about their significant others or other people that I know that do that about their significant others, then maybe that's a relationship that you should rethink being in. But I'm happy and I've been happy and I don't call my friends crying and saying I'm unhappy or he's doing this or I'm worried about this. Like I am truly fulfilled. And until I'm not, you know, when I am or when I'm not anymore, I'll leave. But I don't think that's going to happen. Or maybe who fuck knows. I'm happy now, though. I think some of us. Well, that's great to hear. And I think, to be honest with you, when you when you like someone or, or you're a fan of someone, that should honestly be your your end goal and what you're, you're you should want them to be happy. Um, and I think that in the moment there, when all this was coming out, I think my instinct, D's instinct, was probably like, okay, we could see them maybe working this out. The thing that was screaming in our ears maybe this is over was the fact that, as you mentioned, all the, the, the public nature of, of you denouncing him with the, the us weeklies and the peoples and the stuff like that. Now, now that we there know wasn't a whole lot, there was literally one response. There was one response. There wasn't anything else. Like I didn't discuss it heavily on anything else. There was one response there. And then there was the, you know, the statement that I made 
the interview I did with Danielle. And after that, it was dropped. Well, now that we know that Emily Longaretta strong-armed you into this whole, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, 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 but how much, it's funny. So you mentioned that you kind of regret doing that. And I think that that was the one thing that everybody as spectators, and I can even agree with this, that when, when they saw how much you were putting out there and seemed to be driving that whole train yourself, you know, being the one delivering this information. It's not like reality. Steve is out there uncovering stuff. It's you out there talking about it. People were like, wow, you know, they put their, their selves in your shoes and say, I would never go and do that. If there was a chance I was going to take him back at any moment. Did I, talk to reality Steve? I, didn't, I didn't talk to reality, Steve about that. I literally only talked to us weekly no, I know. and gave a statement to people. That's all I did. No, my point is that like if people were hearing about this scandal from a guy like him, I think people could understand, oh, it's going to get swept under the rug. But since you were the one out there doing interviews and kind of breaking this to people, I think people were wondering, were thinking, oh, maybe this is over. So my question to you for that is that, you know, you mentioned kind of regretting, I think, doing that. You know, um, my, my thing is <laughs> – it's like the second it happens, I'm listening to, at the end of the day, when you really step back and look at it, this girl, as, as beautiful and sweet and kind as she is, she had no reason to want to do anything good for me. Think about it. Like, I was the reason that her and Polly broke up. She... This was her uh, getting back at Polly, I guess. I don't know. So you guys seem to be getting along on that interview, and you were kind of banding together. Did shortly thereafter you guys have a falling out, you and Danielle? No, we never had a falling out. We just kind of stopped talking, and I talked to Polly, and, you know, a lot of things came out. A lot of there's just two sides to every story. And she definitely had, I mean, there was just definitely a lot to both sides is all. So can, can I ask a question? Do you, do you, do you think that this was like a publicity stunt on, on, on her end or some sort? I think when, you know, when it all happened and my heart's crushed and I'm, I'm listening and I'm, and I'm falling for everything that's going on there. And obviously text messages don't lie, but, um, it, it, it is weird to me that at the time, you know, she had the matchler coming out and I remember she told me on the phone about it that, um, she goes, Oh yeah. She goes, I did this little, this dating show thing and it's going to look so bad when it comes out. And I remember talking to her and I'm like, she goes, but it was just some stupid little thing that I did. And in the way she explained it, I, I interpreted it as like a one episode goofy, like appearance on the it's Jimmy Kimmel, I think. And then what it ended up being was this was going on while she was supposedly ta- supposedly still talking to Polly or still in love with Polly. She had filmed this, and it was actually a four-week-long special, in-depth special, and she's apparently got something going on with one of the guys that she met on that. And, you know, she's trying to get pushed to be the next Bachelorette. So there's just a kind of... There's just kind of a lot of a lot of pieces all over the place and whatever any of those pieces are. The only thing I really care about is the fact that right now this is my life. I was hurt. Plenty of women have been in this situation before and I'm going to give him another chance. He's never laid a hand on me in a bad way. 
You know, he's always treated me with love and kindness. So now that we're actually official and we're giving it a shot and we're going to see what happens, it's like, this is my life and I'm, I'm giving it a second chance. And if it happens again, then you guys can all point your fingers, laugh at me and be like, ha ha loser. Like, this is what you get. You deserve it. Whatever. But in the meantime, I'm just going to stay happy until I'm not. And I'd like to leave it at that. So whatever all those other pieces were that of the puzzle and all the undercover things and things that I'm learning, things that might've been going on other ways, I'm just going to leave it. That is what it is. So good for you. Good for you. All right. Mazel tov. And we'll leave it at that. Um, this is an interesting question though. Um, and this just, you know, in general, I think is a fascinating thing about what it's like to go live something and then watch it on TV months later. Um, Krista says, is it weird for you to watch this season back knowing what happened after, uh, filming it? And do you have any regrets about this season? So first and foremost, the first part of that question I find very interesting, regardless of the specifics of what happened after. Yeah. It's a little cringy. It's a little cringy. And I hate using that word, but it definitely is because in the moment in the house, that is when it's, it's so frustrating that everything came out when it did, because I think that that is changing the edit of the season. And I think that if things didn't come out the way they did, the edit this season would be a totally different in regards to me and Polly, because the reality that I lived in the house was like, this was the man that like, that is when we truly truly fell for each other was like in this house. Like we had already fallen each other before we were dating, you know, he had told me he loved me on the tattoo show and I was still kind of holding it back a little bit from telling him back, but like I felt it, but it was like in that moment on a show that is meant to tear you apart, that you were under the most stress you could ever be in, in your life. Like on a show like that, like while we're filming in that, situation in that environment that we could still be with each other 24 seven in bed with each other, cuddling with each other, happy to see each other, like wanting to be around each other. It was like, I knew, you know, and all we were talking about the whole time we'd be in bed. We're like, Oh, I can't wait till we leave here. Like, these are our plans for the future. This is what we're going to do. Like we fell. And in that moment, I remember producers even pointed it out to me. They're like, you just said you loved him. I was like, oh, I did? Oh, my gosh. Like, it had just, like, come out, and it surprised me that I'd said I loved him, that I called him my boyfriend officially. Like, and so what happens is the way that I felt about him this season, the way that we felt for each other this season, translated to when all that stuff about Danielle came out, I put those emotions and those feelings on the way we were when we were dating over the summer. And it was like it's just a complicated situation, but like, I am sad that everything came out because yeah, it hurts to watch knowing what happened after and what was going on before, but it also hurts because it it changes the way that the season has been edited and it's frustrating to Um, say the least. Does it also kind of, it's funny because you film, you film the the season, but then you also do I would imagine not even just the bulk of, but a hundred percent of your interviews regarding the other stuff going on. So what's interesting is like, you have a lot of commentary about say like Jenna and Zach and a lot of stuff that played after the fact as viewers, people can call you like not self-aware, but it's like, you said that before. Yeah. Like in that moment, because honestly, and honestly, they have done all the other love triangles and love issues here 
they have done them. They have blessed and saved everybody else. I will tell you that much because they are really dragging as much as they can out of the me, Polly and Kyle thing. So everybody else's issues are like muddied down as, as to what they actually were in the house. Like I, you know, as far as Jenna and Zach, like I had always been on Zach's side and, and Jenna, when I tell you that girl would, would cry in her bed nightly about things going on between her and Zach. And it was like, at first I would be, you know, I'd try to be like, Zach, like, why don't you go hug her? Why don't you go like make things right? Like what's going on? You know, like I was trying to like be the broski for Zach and, you know, at a certain point, like I was done. It was not only, you know, seeing how she was being treated. It was hearing and seeing what her own, what people who were close to her would say that they knew was going on. And it was just like, and you know, and like, she is such a beautiful person, like in and out. Like I, it shocked me to see that with them. And then to see Zach, the way he treated not just her, but like Natalie and the way he was talking to me and about me. And I was like, you know, like what the hell is going on with you? Like, who are you? You know? And I mean, who are you? I guess he's the same Zach he's always been. I just, I guess I made excuses for him in the past. I don't know. So it just kind of was a lot for me to see in the house. And I, yeah. And then to know for me to be like, thinking that I was in this perfect, beautiful thing that I, you know, I didn't know about certain things when me and Polly were dating, you know, and now it's thrown in my face and it is, you know, very embarrassing to watch. (laughs) So yeah, but in the house and the way my reality was then, it wasn't what I know now. Jennifer wants to know what's going on with you and Zach friendship wise today. With what? Wait, just, what? Just what you and Zach. Like, so obviously we saw. We don't talk. You don't talk We're good. currently still. Yeah. Okay. No, you don't talk about a friend the way he talked about me. <laughs> That's not a friendship thing. Like, I was still on his side. I was still trying to be there for him. I wasn't going to vote him in. I wasn't going to go after him. But when I overheard him in the hallway, like, I could hear him. His room was right next to mine. And I was blow drying my hair, you know, right out of the shower, getting started on my makeup. And all of a sudden I hear him talking loudly about me for no reason out of the blue. And I'm like, all right that's who you are. That's how you're going to talk about someone that you consider a friend. Then you're not a friend. It's like a complete opposite from the things that he said about me on final reckoning. Zach spits venom. Yo, he gets mad. What's the worst thing. What's the worst thing you said to Polly when you guys were going through rough times? Like, like what's the, like if you call them, you dirty asshole motherfucker, like what's the worst? I don't know. Probably something like that. Okay, cool. We'll leave it at that. Right. <laughs> who, uh, so we, we, we know who you think mishandled sort of that and has mishandled your relationship with them recently. Who has stuck by you or, or been the most supportive over the past few months recently to this day? Give us Catch us up with some of your relationships with some of your cast members that are, that are still on the up and up these days. Oh, a thousand percent. Tori, Cam, Natalie, and Brittany, um, and Wes. Um, Tori you know, having to go with everything, you know, she was on the attack for falling for Jordan when she was kind of with Derek. And, you know, so she's been through it. Her and her and Jordan have gone through their own things when they weren't really official, but like they both really liked each other, but they both really didn't want to admit it. They don't want to call each other a relationship. And then they finally took the plunge, the plunge and called themselves in a relationship. So like Tori and Jordan have lived it. They get it. And like, I 
love their love and happiness that they have with each other. So Tori, a thousand percent Cam's been with us the whole time. Like Cam loves me. She loves Polly, like totally supportive. Um, Natalie will, you know, always had my back. And then she's just the type of person that's like, are you happy? then I'm happy for you. And I will love who you love. I just want you to be happy. That's how Natalie is. So Natalie's got my back. Her, me and Polly have been talking. We're cool. Brittany's always had my back. She's never had anything bad to say. Um, and then Wes oddly has been in our corner this whole time. He saw how we were in the house. He saw how we were before he saw us during, he saw us at events, you know, and him and Polly have a good relationship and yeah. So I got Wes too. Uh, wow. And okay. I'm sure there's a lot of people I'm missing, but that's interesting. Um, you, you turbo. mentioned turbo. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves turbo. Turbo. You mentioned cam. So, you know, we're fresh off this last episode where, as you mentioned, you kind of got to play spectator for once, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some of the headline makers of this episode was this cam slash Theo, who of course you are very closely tied to partnership wise. And then Leroy, that whole quote unquote love triangle. Leroy has been very outspoken about not thinking he got a great edit when it comes to this. Um, I, you, you knowing cam well and being very close to the situation being that you're playing with Theo. And I would imagine playing very close attention to the Paula dicking he's doing in the house. What, what do you think Leroy's talking about there? I mean, was he not as into this as it made it seem? Was, was he not as desperate or jealous as he came I, off in the episode? What do you think? You know, this whole love triangle thing feels really familiar. Um, here's the thing. You got Leroy, who him and Cam have always had that cute, snuggly thing and then whatever they had off the show. And everybody loves Camroy. But Leroy has made it known He goes, I will not and cannot, at least he's man enough to admit this, be in a relationship because I will cheat. So I can't be with anybody. Cam, and I think Cam is really the first girl that he he really fell for, I think, after his wife or the girl that he was going to get engaged to situation. I I don't know much about Leroy's life, but I do know that, like, he really, really has a love for Cam. And... But at the same time, he's not going to let himself be with her. But at the same time, he doesn't want to see her flirt with anybody else. And he made it known. He's like, he goes, yeah, you can flirt with whoever you want. He would say this over and over in the house. He's like, you can flirt with whoever you want. But he's like, if I flirted with anybody, you would be angry is what he would tell Cam. And it's like, but you're not flirting with anybody else. And Cam's single and you don't want to be with her. So she should be able to do what he wants. But then Leroy thought that Cam was just with Theo to make him jealous. And there was just a lot going on. But then I know that Lee, that Theo really dug Cam. And I think Cam had a little soft spot for Theo. The whole thing is just familiar. Um, but if you tell someone that you care about them, but you don't want to be with them, but you're jealous of them being with anybody else. I mean, thank God there was no redemption house and Leroy didn't win because he would have sent Theo's ass straight to redemption. And we would have had two more seasons about it. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Thank God there's no redemption house for a million reasons. Uh, but what do you think he means here? He says, like, he says, I can't believe you edited everything I've said this season, cut off all my senses, portrayed me this way, never been so disappointed in my life. This is just wrong. So, I mean, Cara, you were there. Was this not an accurate representation of how he was reacting to this whole thing playing out in front of him between Theo and, and Cam? Because it sounds like, according to you, it kind of was. Was he just kind of. It kinda- was very, I mean, to be fair, this was super condensed because meanwhile you have the bear Nani Georgia thing going on and barely we we've haven't even really seen how, you know, Georgia and, and bear have been at it since day one. And it's like, it's so condensed into one little episode because they dragged way too much out with me, Polly and Kyle. So it's like, you haven't been able to see how much went on. Like there was a whole separate club night where Theo and, uh, Theo and Leroy were getting each other's faces. Like there's just so much going on that you guys have no idea. And I'm not going to speak on it. I'm going to let you talk to Leroy. I'm going to let you talk to Cam. I'm going to let you talk to Theo <laughs> because if they didn't air it, I don't want to talk about it because people hate me. So you guys can talk to them. Yeah. I I'm, think we should start you. a petition for uh, two hour <laughs> episodes because seriously, like there was so much that happened and, so much that happened that Leroy is actually probably right. Like they really had to condense a lot into one episode. You got to fit the challenge, the elimination, the tribunal and the drama and the Leo, the cam Theo Leroy thing was dragging out for much longer than one episode. So, but that's all you get. Leroy's partner, Shailene, I think set a record for lack of camera time for somebody who lasted six <laughs> episodes. Um, oh, what w- we got a little bit of a review about her from Ninja when she was on the show, she made it seem like her and D didn't really get along with her. I don't want to knock her. She seemed like super sweet and, and very nice and everything like that. But having not gotten a feel for her as a viewer on the show, what, how did you guys you know, perceive her having lived with her for X amount of weeks? Was she challenged material? <laughs> Who? Uh, Shailene. <laughs> I'm texting you a photo right now. Shailene. Okay, thank you. I didn't. Yeah, that, that's oh. her. Yeah. Oh, um. What did, what did, what's the question again? No, I mean, no, I know we're being facetious here. We're being facetious here. No, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like, you know, was there, I mean, not much to add there. I think, okay, fine. That says, that says a lot. And I'm I'm not trying to knock Honestly, there's not like, I don't have, I don't have anything bad to say about her, but I don't really have anything to say about her. So, okay, well, let's get to some people you might have some stuff to say about. So this is the the first season you were involved with the uh, the original Fresh Meat 2 season. Um, and since then, they haven't really had a season where we got so much of an influx of new blood all at once. Granted, we did have about four to five new cast members on Vendettas and Final Reckoning, but this is half the cast. So who did jump out at you? I mean, talk up to the point we're at right now in the show. So don't give us any kind of teaser slash spoilers. All oh, me and this person are going to, you know, get to know each other. So oh, far, though, first, first impressions that these people made on you, who jumped out at you as the most like you spent a few days with them and you were like, this person is going to be a challenge mainstay. Georgia. That's what I right said. Right away. Yeah. Georgia. Because, and they're not even showing a whole lot of her. That girl is a riot. She's hilarious and the fact that when you look at her you're like this girl she's like this little skinny thing like what is she gonna do and she is coming through on challenges and elimination so like she is impressive like she's got 
so much personality that I wish, I wish we get to see more of her confessionals and just see more of her story. Um, and she's killing it on challenges. Like she is someone that is like, you're, she's going to get a callback for sure. And then guys, um, I, I mean, you want to say, you got to say turbo. Cause I, I thought the language barrier might be an issue, but like his little one liners and the way that he interprets things is hilarious. Hysterical. So turbo and, uh, I mean, Theo's working it, and I mean, Bear is—he's uh, definitely a villain, but he uh, un- is unapologetically so. So <laughs> there's that. If you had to guess, do you think that this is going to be the sort of deal where they kind of cherry pick—I don't know—four to five, six maybe from this cast and and bring them on over, or do you think that this is a changing of the guard and that we are going to see a large percentage of the next season or two come from this batch? I don't think so. I think there's about four personalities or five personalities that'll come through out of it. I don't think that there's enough, and most of them being the women to be honest with you that the women will be the ones that get asked back and some of the men more, more so the women. Yeah. Then, uh, I mean, you know, you got Ninja, you got D you got Georgia, Maddie. Um, they're all personalities. I don't know who I'm missing. Um, you got, and then for guys, really, it's like Theo turbo and bear are really the, the personalities that are jumping out to me, the rest just kind of all blend in, I think. All right, ladies and gentlemen, more with our guest in just a moment, but I want to tell you about our awesome DraftKings contest we have coming up. Guys, we're back at it again. We've teamed up with our friends at DraftKings so you can play free fantasy basketball this Friday, March 15th. That's right, totally free, no deposit, no money down. Here's what you'll need to do. Go to dkng.co slash challengemania. That's dkng.co slash challengemania. Draft a full lineup of players for free. Watch your players rack up points, score the most points, and you win. First place takes home a custom Challenge Mania shirt to go with any winnings you take from the contest. That's right. This is a Challenge Mania shirt that you cannot buy at challengemania.shop. You will have this. You can brag to your Challenge Maniac friends that you won this. The only way you can win it by winning a DraftKings contest. Make sure to act quickly because this contest won't be around forever. It locks on Friday the 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. To enter, just go to dkng.co slash challengemania. That is dkng. I'll slow it down. D K N G dot C O slash challenge mania. Derek and I will also have the links available on all of our social pages. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Make sure you go check out those as well. You can click that way if it's easier for you. What are you waiting for? Get drafting now. It is hoop season, folks. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right. Back to our interview. Here's a good one. Is there any rec? I, and I, I don't have who asked this question, so I apologize. Um, is there any reconciliation possible between you and no. Kyle? None whatsoever. No. It's it's not. Here's my my dilemma with him is if I first of all look at the edits because they're gonna edit in whatever they want. They're going to ask you a question about Kyle. You're going to answer the question about Kyle. They're going to air that question about Kyle. And then it's going to be all you talk about is Kyle. I'm just doing my interviews. Kyle is a double-edged sword because if I ignore him, I'm in love with him. If I yell at him, I'm in love with him. If I'm friendly with him and we're cool, beef is squashed. I'm in love with him. Like I kind of can't win that one. And personally, I just prefer having nothing to do with him at all. 
And what really solidified the deal, aside from personal issues that happened on Final Reckoning, um, including, you know, a fist into the wall by my head, including telling me you want to be with me and then banging two other girls in front of me. And then including when you're screaming at Marie and calling her a fat ass in the bus, which isn't recorded and then jabbing me in the stomach, screaming in my face. And then this season screaming in my face, calling me a slut also while saying I'm in love with him. I mean, that's if people think that that's someone that you could love and that I'm in love with someone that could treat me abusively like that, both physically and emotionally and verbally, then you have a really fucked up definition of love because that is fucked up. And then coming into this season, you have him lay down the sword to Polly when he thinks that he's got all the numbers backing him up that Kyle calls Polly and specifically tells him on the phone as he's screaming at him because they were doing their little Twitter wars back and forth. Polly, I'm going to get all my friends. I've got all the numbers. I'm going to come after you this season, coming into this season. We're going to vote you in. You're going to, we're going to send you home so that I can have another go at Kara. And it's like, Oof. are you fucking kidding me? Why the hell do you think that me and Polly are going after him? Could you imagine either one of you guys, if you're seeing, a, if you have your girlfriend and your wife, that some dude says, hey, I'm going to get you off this season so I can fuck your bird. Wow. What the hell? Why would you not vote that motherfucker in? Why would I not say, I don't think so, buddy. If I win, your name's going in. And I'm sorry that me and Polly are just winning a whole lot more than he is. So we have the chance to put him in. That's vicious. That's fucked up. That's why me and Polly are going after Kyle. He's the one that said those words to Polly on the phone coming into the season, and that laid the sword down. Makes it pretty fucking easy to, to know who your enemy is. Do you think we're going to let a guy like that slide to the final? Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, we're just going to let this happen. We're just going to wait for you and your friends to win so that you can enact this plan that you already told us you were going to do. Can we get into that night? Can we get into that night? Like, f- figure out how bad it was between uh, Polly and Kyle? Well, they were button heads and stuff like that. I mean, what, 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 it really came, what it really came down to was, um, Polly's real reasons were laid out and it was, look, you're here because number one, you're a good social gamer and you can politically get your way to a final. Number two, you went after me last season for just flirting for just Kara flirting with me. You sent me to redemption and then you and all your friends made fun of me. 24 seven and wouldn't stop picking at Kara constantly saying, Oh, if Polly, you know, can't wait to that Armageddon and we're going to send your boyfriend home. We're going to send your boyfriend packing constantly picking, making fun of him, making fun of the way he stood, making fun of, you know, the way he looked in his underwear because he has a, a bigger dick, you know, than all of them. And it intimidates them. Um, get out of here with your big dick. They, when I tell you on final reckoning, these guys were so obsessed with Polly. It was Zach, Johnny, and Kyle talking about Polly nonstop. And I'm like, Polly's been out of the house for two weeks. You guys are still talking about him. So Polly's reasons for putting Kyle in, aside from the fact that he, you know, laid down the sword and said, I'm coming after you with all of my friends and I'm gonna send you home and fuck your girl, um, is the fact that the way that they treated him on Final Reckoning. And so Polly's like, all right, well, I was in Redemption House because of all you assholes. 
Um, and you wouldn't stop talking about me while I was in Redemption House. And people who were coming into the Redemption House would always tell him about all the people that wouldn't stop talking about him while he was in Redemption House. And so he's like, well, you know, that's why. Easy choice. That's why I'm voting you in. Do you need any more reasons? It's not about Kara. It's about all the ways that you treated me, talked about me, and what you said before coming into the season. So, yeah, I'm going to get you out before you get me out. So that's what happened. So Polly was going to say his name regardless. Then, as we're sitting down, we see Georgia. And Kyle's a big dude. You know what I mean? Are you really going to stand over some little girl who's supposed to be your friend and intimidate her? Like, the way that he... We watched it. We're like, is he really doing this? He was talking down on Georgia, being like, if you come after me, if you vote me in, I'm going to come after you every season. I'm going to send you home. You'll never last more than a day on these challenges. Like the way he was talking to Georgia and intimidating her, a girl that he's supposed to be friends with, a girl that he's supposed to be in the UK alliance with, talking to her the way he was. And Polly gets up and he's like, you know what? I'm all set with this. He goes over, he goes, Georgia. He goes, don't let this man intimidate you. Don't worry about it. I'm going to say his name. He's going in no matter what. He's going home and he's scared. And that's when it went down, you know, and then mm. and Kyle got into it. And then, you know, Kyle ran away as soon as security came. Um, but that was, you know, after he got in my face, like it was basically Polly was just laughing because he knew, you know, Polly knew he was safe. And he's like, all right, so I'm going to, you know, get Georgia out of the situation. Let Kyle know that he's going in no matter what. And then, you know, I happened to go over to Georgia and was right near Kyle and was like, you know, how the fuck you're going to talk to a girl like this? And he looks at me and he goes, you're a fucking slut. And like basically goes to like rush at me um, as he's screaming that I'm a slut. And then, um, which got me screaming and had security come in. And when Polly saw Kyle kind of rush at me, that's when he stepped in. So then them two went at it even more. And then Kyle was actually taken out to a hotel for the night. And I actually thought that he was going to be sent home because he headbutted Polly twice. So I'm like, all right, he's definitely going home because of this. Um, and especially because he got taken out to a hotel for the night and he didn't even come back until literally it was elimination time. Um, so I thought I thought before it all began, TJ was going to give the speech and be like, you know, you're going home because we don't yeah. tolerate violence. And TJ did give a speech, but then he was like, but let this be a warning. So that was the speech we got from TJ. That's interesting. And they didn't show any of that. So it's basically to us, it played like another headbutt that was kind of getting glossed over. And D and I were joking yeah. when we do the war room about like, so I guess the head shove is the way to go on the show because we saw Marie and Sylvia get away with it. We've seen it a couple mm-hmm. times now where that seems to be the way to kind of have your physical contact and eat it too kind of thing. Um, Unless you're Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, Nelson was the last one who got like kicked off for a muff, and you know, and for luckily, luckily for and D, I got I got face palmed by Amanda like <sighs> fucking ten times the night that she was having her her <clears throat> a, attack on the house. I got face palmed like 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 in the face, like boof. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. And, like, I remember I like, oh, that. We're we're gonna let this is okay. This is okay. Okay. Uh, All right, production. Cool. Good to know. I uh. I, I always, uh, I always, qu- I always question the the face palm. It, it, Car, if you could call the production challenge gods, challenge gods, produ- um, challenge gods. Sorry, uh, I, it, I always question the face palm because it's happened. 
in seasons. You know what I mean? But what I, I made it known to the challenge gods was that if, the, if some one more night of drinking with me and this guy, you are going to see bloody fist fighting happening. Like this is not, this I is know. not, this is not okay. What and just I, happened, I had to the hold, disrespect, I, the, the embarrassment that I felt after that, it, it, it I'm telling you, you guys are just but, asking for it. But you know, what's more embarrassing is and going I'm home. The asshole. Sorry. It's going home. That's more embarrassing when you legitimately like Derek, you as, as the competitor you are, have a chance at a final. It's more embarrassing to go home because you fought someone. Yeah. And so you went home like that's embarrassing for me. I will let somebody punch me in the face and then I will laugh as they get sent home because I'm on my way to a final for a million dollars. Like I'm about that money, not about like that going home because I hit somebody. Yeah. It's not worth it. It, like unless unless you're a shitty competitor and like you're just like oh, I just want to make my mark and I'm not going to make a final anyway so I'm just going to punch somebody like so I have an excuse to go home without losing in an elimination sure but like for me like I was screaming at Polly I'm like don't you dare I'm like you are an athlete like you're a good competitor you're winning like don't throw this out like I didn't want to see Polly fight I didn't want it you, you know, you have moose. You have moose in uh, Montana, right? Have you ever seen a real moose in Montana? Yeah, I got charged by one. Yeah, have you ever seen two moose fight? I've seen it, yeah. That's that's like what it reminded me of. I kept Tell joking Carl about what that. what you call that, D. Uh, D uh, moose gotta... knuckle. I guess I said, I guess... I said, I guess moose knuckling is a uh, is, is fair game in the challenge now. Moose knuckling. And I told D that is not <laughs> what that term means. I know what... Yeah. I know what a moose knuckles, but basically they're not fighting with their fists. They're fighting with their heads. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like moose. I guess that's allowed. So next time someone pisses you off in a challenge, just headbutt him because you get want to go no, home. Just give him the moose knuckle. Give him the, give moose, the knuckle. moose knuckle. Did Pauly get any say in the matter? Like, did they do the whole thing they did with D where they take him aside and said, do you feel safe if he's here? Or no, they just made the executive decision. No, he's they just, <laughs> no, 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 no. He just, he just got slapped with a fine too. <laughs> Like no one's safe. <sighs> oh, um, okay. Here's one from Paul. This is a general question. What's your favorite and least favorite part about being on reality television? Uh, my favorite part is doing things that I could never imagine ever doing in my life. Like every challenge that I do, I'm terrified. I don't want to do it. But when it's over, I could be like, damn, I did that. Like, that's so cool that I did that. Um, that's the cool part. The worst part is, I guess, just is literally, you know, what you sign up for. It's, it's having your life out there in whatever way that, you know, the challenge gods want to make it look like, you know, whatever your reality is and whatever you experience. The thing is, is like, we live, we live this entire thing like this whole challenge that is my life that's how I experience it but no matter how it's edited no matter how much you think you know or you think you see you don't know so no fan watching is ever going to know the full story they're never going to know everything you went through they're never going to know everything you've experienced the way I'm looking at the challenge is based on what I've experienced in the house with the people what I've seen what I've heard everybody at home is watching basically a chopped up highlights version, you know, so they don't know really anything. And so they're going to judge based on what they see. People take out their aggressions on you. And, you know, that's, that's the shitty part. 
but then, you know, you got, you got the people that really make it worth it and the people that share their stories and, and, you know, and, and give you encouragement and that makes it worth it. But, um, yeah, you, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Um, sleep mist says as her rookie partner, how was Theo's political game for Kara or did he not really need one since he was part of the strong UK Alliance? How did that help or hurt your partnership with him? Well, you're not seeing a lot of his Theo puts his foot in his mouth a lot. He pisses a lot of people <laughs> off. <laughs> well, we saw that in the first episode. We did. We actually he, saw some of that. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Um, I find him hilarious, honestly. So, like, nothing he says or does really bothers me. I just laugh at him. I'm like, oh, that's Theo being Theo. Um, he really just cracked me up. Um, but he didn't – I guess we didn't really talk about politicking much, me and Theo. Like, he just had his friends. It was known, you know, and I had my enemies. It was known. And it was, it was pretty easy. I mean, to, to begin with, like, who are my enemies? Amanda, Ashley, and Kyle. And then Zach just happened to pop up on the radar. So really, Ashley's gone. Um, Amanda is tied with Josh, who's not part of the UK alliance, so that doesn't bother Theo, even though Josh is tied with the Big Brothers. I like Josh, but, you know, how long am I going to let this one slide? And then, um, you know, and then Zach popped up. And Zach was, you know, rough because... You know, Theo had Zahida, so he didn't like me bringing that one up. But I knew that Zach was going to come after me if I didn't come after him. So I had to, you know, strike while the striking was hot. Let's talk about someone who's typically one of your main alliance members and went home fairly early on the show. He was our last guest on Challenge Mania. We got his take on yourself and, and Paulie and how you, your guys' relationship might have affected your relationship with you and he. And that's Johnny Bananas. Here's uh, the thing with the banana man. <laughs> Here's the thing. Johnny, um, me and him never saw eye to eye. We were enemies enemies up until even on dirty 30 we were enemies those were the days we only came together on uh vendettas because we were pushed into a corner together we saw each other and we're like well i guess you're here i'm here might as well work together and that's you know we did enough things together that we finally just found common underground and you know common ground and understanding um do i trust him no do i trust anybody no um, was he trying to, you know, throw me and Marie to the wolves on final reckoning instead of him? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he even donned lavender and became a lavender lady. Like, I mean, that's just who Johnny is. Um, at the end of the day, like we, we have stuff in common, like at the, at, to the point of, we have an understanding now, but, um, his his friends now are my enemies um and to be fair this guy is so outspoken on his hatred for Polly when Polly really never did anything to him in particular and if you're coming you know you get the most notorious Johnny I love you but when when Johnny and me were talking on the phone when the whole Polly situation was going down and he was like I can't believe that Polly would have this going on on the side. I just, how could anybody do that? That's crazy. And I'm like, Johnny, you are with a new girl every single night, regardless of if you have a girlfriend or not. Like, he's the most notorious cheater in challenge history. Like, the man should never be in a relationship, ever. And I'm like, and 
were going to come at Polly, I was like, that's a little hypocritical. I was like, come on. And he's like, yeah, but he goes, it's different. It's different. I was like, you're with a new girl every fucking night. And he goes, no, 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 it's different. Different girls are different. Like I couldn't have a relationship with, with a different girl. And I'm like, no, you're Paul. God damn it, Johnny. <laughs> like, I'm just saying like, yeah. He sent Johnny, you those flowers. Well, I think we all saw yeah. that when that went down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, but he, he mentioned on our show that you guys, you know, are not as, as tight as you were last year. He was also very offended when I, for the second time made the, uh, comparison of him and Paulie from strictly from a challenge, you know, sort of persona and the role that they kind of fill on the show perspective. I'm not comparing them in any other way, but it's just a little much to me when you got Johnny saying that Paulie's using me for publicity when he was with a girl like. Angela, who had a boyfriend at the time, um, and you know him and Angela were clearly for publicity. She left him for a young buck when he was with Natalie, which was cute and everything. But I mean, he specifically called up us weekly to film them on a date together for publicity. I mean, just you know, it's the pot calling the kettle black. And he's got the most to say, but he really doesn't know anything. Well, for those of you who were a fan of the days where uh, Johnny and Kara were not in lockstep agreement, uh, it sounds like you guys might be in for a treat going forward. Because um, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not coming after him. Like he's not an enemy. I'm not going to like target him. But I mean, he's. I mean, you know. But I mean, just come on. At a certain point, you got to call it the bullshit. Let's talk about, you know, you, you coming for him, which, you know, on this season so far, we have seen a lot of you guys now, not you in particular, but if you put yourself in the same boat as the Wes's and the Johnny's and the CT's and, and the, the veterans of this show, we have seen you guys go after each other quite a bit in the front end of this series here. Um, how did that make you feel? Cause we got a question written in, not for this show, but for the war room earlier that said, Hey, the veteran guys keep taking each other out while the veteran gals, which I guess is technically just kind of you, Nani and, uh, and Jenna are just kind of sitting back and watching it happen what was it like watching this play out in real time was it sort of were you hoping that they would band together and you would get rid of some of the the new crop of cast first or did you like that this is how it went down i i mean it i wasn't happy that johnny went home because i as you know as far as i was concerned like he you know i was still kind of you know, we, we never, first of all, just so you know, me and Johnny have never promised each other or agreed or made a deal on anything ever. Um, even when, you know, we were like closer, um, it was just kind of like an unspoken, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming after him anymore. Like I was, like I used to, like, I'm not a Wes, I'm not coming after him. Like Wes comes after him. I'm just going to like, you know, we'll, we'll work with each other until we can't. Um, but I was disappointed when Johnny went home and, it was just really surprising to see everything play out the way it did. I mean, Hunter calling out Ashley, her going home, which was amazing. Um, having Johnny call out Zach was mind blowing. He could have called out Amanda and like, he could have called out Amanda and Josh at that point. Like that was the layup team. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so surprised he didn't do that, especially after Amanda kept him up for like hours screaming at him all night. Um, I was shocked at that. Well, Johnny and said then, on our podcast that was for uh, he get he he said why he uh, 
Yeah, he said the reason he called out Zach was he thought that Zach was actually somehow going to be more of a layup based on conversations they had had, and then Zach went into business for himself. Yeah. Do you want to know why he called out Zach? Well, he told us, but you can give us your side too. I've heard rumors that he called out Zach because basically what was told to me and Polly was that um, here's some real juicy dirt. What was told to me and Polly was that Zach, because Zach had something going on at home, like there was a wedding that he was supposed to go to and he was like hoping he would get partnered with the worst person. And he was thinking of like doing something or getting, going to eliminations just so he could get the chance to go home, to go to this thing that he had to go to or whatever it was. Um, And he was saying, unless he just wanted the excuse, you know, that if he lost, he could say he wanted to lose. I don't really know what was going on in there. But um, the whole thing going on with Zach was like constantly around the house being like, I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. So he was going to go home in two ways. Either one, trying to take out Polly for Johnny and Kyle. Or two, if Johnny or Kyle went into elimination, he was going to lose to them. That's the rumor. So that's what Johnny said, too. Johnny said that Zach, I mean, wanted to go to this wedding, whatever it was. So he basically said, hey, Johnny, just choose me, and I'll go down like a ton of bricks. Oh, Johnny admitted that? Yeah, Johnny said it on Challenge Mania a couple days ago. And said, said, because, no, I think Johnny was sick and tired of people saying, hey, Johnny, you idiot. Why would you pick a challenge champion who's bigger than you when you could pick layups like, you know, Amanda and Josh or, or, uh, you know, whoever. Because Zach told him he wanted to go home. But then he decided somewhere along the way according to johnny to now give that you know to do that for wes instead because remember he then calls out wes and and then goes down to wes well because i guess the speech i heard the speech really pissed zach off when uh johnny like made the speech about fake friends and stuff when in reality like zach was gonna throw it for him yeah, he said so, the speech was like supposed to be kind of more fanfare to make it seem more legit and then he worked himself into a shoot yeah, Johnny dropped this all. That's amazing. Yeah, this has been a, a week of people dropping us, brewing some wow. stew here on Challenge Mania. But yeah, that's that's the player that Zach is, it sounds like. Um, and shouts wow. to whoever got married because you've got a good friend on your hands. Um, wow. Let me ask you about the format of this season. Um, that's where amazing. Is this question right here. Okay. But he admitted that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's Car- true. This is from at Cara Ninja Marie fan. I made the joke that now oh. people can't simply just be Cara Maria fan or defender or Kayla fan. They now want to like get props from like three or four of you guys at once. I saw like a, a Georgia Cara defender. We're getting like combo defender accounts. I'm all for it. It's fine. But this is from at Cara Ninja Marie fan. Um, she wants to know your thoughts on the format on the season. Would love to hear you speak out about which of the daily specifically this season that we've seen thus far have been your favorite and which have been the most difficult. This is the best format ever because you have three chances of being safe. <laughs> like you don't have to just win. You could be in the top three. And then if you don't win, as long as you're friends with at least two of the three, you're good. So <laughs> it's a great format. Also the fact that all most of the challenges are physical. So it's like my, it's my just dessert buffet of happiness. I'm like, Oh good. Like there's no way that, you know, anything could be skewed because we're, you know, you're seeing the tires fall off when you're jumping from tire to tire. You know, most of it is like, you can physically see who crosses the finish line first. It's not like, Oh, you know, you might've got this right. Oh, we're going to do a timing thing. So just, you know, we're just going to lose your watches and we're going to time it. 
Um, like, I like the ones where you can physically see who finishes first, second, and third. But I want to take a minute to tell you about the biggest name in the wrestling world, probably of all time, Hulk Hogan. We're really excited to tell you about an opportunity to meet the Hulkster in person in Clearwater, Florida at Hogan's Beach Shop on Mandalay Avenue on Saturday, March 23rd. It's coming up, folks. Put it in your calendar. That's in Clearwater, Florida from 12 to 2 p.m. And the best part is if you buy tickets at hogansbeachshop.com and use the code challenge you get hooked up with a free hulk hogan bandana and just for you guys who don't live in the florida area or can't make it that day all you got to do is spend 25 dollars at hogansbeatshop.com buy some cool hulkamania swag some hulk stuff for your youngster whatever you want and use the code challenge if you spend 25 dollars, you too get a free hulk hogan bandana brother all right what you gonna do when hulkamania and challenge mania run wild on you and you know what season it is You can smell that. There's wrestling in the air. Head over to hogansbeatshop.com. Get your tickets to meet the Hulk. Get something signed. Get a photo with the Hulkster. That's right. Maybe you could tear your shirt off in the photo if you want. I feel like that's what Derek would do if he was down there. It's Hogan's Beat Shop on Mandalay Avenue in Clearwater, Florida, and it is Saturday, March 23rd from 12 to 2. And even if you can't make it, you can still get a free Hogan bandana by spending $25 at hogansbeatshop.com. That's right. Use the code challenge. And if you have any questions about the purchase process, you have trouble getting your tickets, or you have any questions about the event itself, hit up at Jeanette Horning on Instagram. All right. Kim says, Cara, what is your relationship like with Hunter? It seemed like TYB was against you last year, but what changed with you and Hunter? Because we've been seeing you guys talk about kind of working together a little bit, uh, tweeting after the fact during the Mud Challenge week. I mean, uh, TYB was against me because I related more with uh, with Johnny because we had been around so long, you know, and then these new kids came in and they were basically after me included. Um, I think me and Hunter have gotten along more so because of Wes basically. So I may or may not be, you know, kind of chatting with Wes with Polly and Hunter by proxy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no handshaking going on, but, um, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, you did, you did live in the dirty 30 house with me and Hunter for about two weeks there at the end, at the very least. Yeah. (laughs) Big Mac, chicken McNuggets, no Big Mac and quarter pounder with cheese or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Little did I know that when I joined Kaiser Permanente that it would be on my top 10 list for what has made this year great. I can see my physician, I can be referred to the lab, I can then be referred to the pharmacy, all in the same building. You, you've got it all. I mean, it's, it's quality of care, it's compassion of care, it's convenience of care, it's terrific. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. <laughs> um, here's one from Tay. 
They say, what is the biggest mistake you've made on the challenge? What do you regret and wish you could have done differently? Anything you wish you haven't said or tweeted. Everyone makes mistakes, and Tay thinks you'd gain a fan base. You'd gain some new fans if you admitted some faults. So We don't have enough time in the world. But, I mean, the thing is, is, like, if I didn't do or say the things that I regret, how would I learn from them? So yeah, there's, there's plenty of things I regret. There's, you know, not having the strength to be able to break up with Abram before I cheated on him to break up with him. You know what I mean? There's, there's doing that there. It's, 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 there's so many things. There's so many tweets. There's so many moments. I mean, there's just Kyle in general. I mean, there's that whole thing that I, I wish I never had anything to do with, but it's like, I am who I am. And in all that I am because of the mistakes that I've made. So even though there's things that have made me cringe, there's things that make me embarrassed. There's things that, you know, I'm like, that wasn't me. Why was I acting like that? There's, there's so much that I could, that I wish I could, you know, that you would want to wish that I could change. But I mean, then, then who would I be? I think we are the experience of learning from our mistakes and, Hopefully I don't replicate those mistakes because I've had the people attack me as harshly as they have for what mistakes I've made. It's like, well, maybe I can, you know, modify my behavior. Maybe I can be a better person. Like maybe I won't do this again. And it's like, it makes you think it makes you internalize the things that you've done so that you can hopefully come out stronger and and better. And and I I think that's what what you just said is reasons why these like Cara Maria defenders and Cara Maria armies uh, began in the first place is because I think eventually you hear people sort of, you know, try to not correct you, but call you out on certain things. And then you own up to it. You're like, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe, maybe I went too far with that or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I, from my point of view, I, I feel like, you know, like you, you genuinely always just like, you know, you're always, you're, you seem like you're always trying to do the right thing. Like you're not, you know, this villain that we started talking about at the beginning of the podcast, just from my point of view, sorry if I'm in the, uh, what's it called on, uh, you know, the, uh, the minority. I don't believe you are. I think that people who are angry tend to, I think people who are angry tend to speak louder than those who are happy. Because when you're happy, you're just kind of going about your life. You're doing your thing. You look at, you know, Instagram, you look at Twitter and you're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Bye. You know what I mean? And then there's the people that have, they sit in traffic for two hours going into work. They sit in an office job that they hate for nine hours. They sit in two hours of traffic coming back. They got to pay bills and I'm making enough money. And their only escape is taking out their aggression on you. And those people are louder, the complainers, you know what I mean? Who leaves the most feedback? People who are angry about something. They're more likely, you're more motivated by hatred and anger than by love and being content and happy. Um, I agree with all that too. I think sometimes when some of your detractors hang their hats on are that, and you can tell me if you disagree with this. To me, I think that 85, 90% of the time, 
you have the right attitude about all this stuff and you're 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 trying to be positive you do all, you do your damnedest not to get sucked in to the negativity and say you know bad things about people or stoop to their levels but 10% of the time cara you do let one slip you will show I that know. you're getting a little bit of satisfaction out of somebody's demise and you will have maybe you know a, a petty outlook on something or maybe you'll you'll you know in a lo- you know and well right <laughs> and and to be honest with you someone like yourself who gets so much from the other side to be fucking petty. Dude, I'm surprised you're not petty more, but I'm, what I'll say is that, I you know. I try to hold back, man. You know, the, the 10% that you do kind of not even cross the line, but just give give a little bit back of what you're getting 100% of the time. I think people like to, to quote you and to say, to well, Cara, you're all about female empowerment, but look at what you said in this one tweet, or look at what you said here, or look at what you glossed over here, or you listen. You can do that you know, to any human on the earth who is alive and breathing every human ever but it's like the fact of the person taking the time to do that like what's did i i'm sorry what did i personally do to you did i shit in your oatmeal at breakfast this morning did i cut you off on the road did i did i fuck your boyfriend or husband or wife um did i do something to you in high school or something do i personally know you that you are this invested in my life that's what you got to look at not what they're saying to me but why are they saying it so but passionately? It, 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 but it's also like an, an opposite point of view, right? Like uh, as much as you put yourself out there, I, I feel like, you know, from, from my point of view, like you, you're out there a lot. You're on TV. You've been on TV for you know, 10, 12, 12 years or something like that. And um, you're putting your life, your emotions uh, out there and, mm-hmm. and, and you're in very compromising situations to where you have to choose a side. And sometimes other people don't view it the way you do. So you're allowing them to come on your platform and express themselves. And sometimes they have a distaste for your actions, and the, the words you makes, used. And that's what it, makes the world so interesting is and, that, you know, half the people voted for a president, half the people didn't. You know what I mean? Not everybody's going to agree on yeah, anything. Yeah. And, so, and that other half, that other half, it, it does not go, you know, is not for, for Trump or or whatever you want to call it. Any presidential election, right? There's still, whether it's 30%, that 30% is still like, I don't like this person's views. If I could tell them that I don't like the way they acted at this. That's that's fair, but they're not my mother. No, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like for you to, it's just, I'm just looking, I guess I'm a public figure. So people are going to have their opinions and that's do, do your thing. But I don't let that, it doesn't define who I am. Sure. So have your opinions, mother me all you want, yell at me all you want. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. But we all have problems. There's nobody pointing the finger at me. That's clean, you know? So I'm not, I don't, you know what I mean? Like just do your thing. Go ahead. Tell me how you think I could be a better person and please you better for your particular viewpoints and your lifestyle. You can't please everybody. And I'm never going to, and I'm not going to try to, I'm going to live my life. I tell everybody that I'm like, don't look at me as an idol. Please don't like, don't look up to me. You need to like, and if you think that I'm not a good idol for your child, be like, you're a bad role model. It's like, well then fucking turn the TV off and be the own damn role model to your child. Yeah, you, you know, uh, I I agree with that. Uh, I was actually gonna, you know, 
I thought about you a couple weeks ago when you were in the heat at, at, at per se. And it, you know, it's, it's like no, none of us really asked to be like this role model, you know, like I'm, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, any of us are out there saying, you know, look at I'm the perfect mo- role model, do what I do, you know, do as I say, it's like, you're out there living your life and enjoying it. And, and some things, you know, you might not like, and it's just not right to go out there and just, you know, be little, whoever it may be that you don't like. It's just belittling is not the way to go about anything, especially but that's what sells. Cause when you say something nice about someone, nobody talks about that. <sighs> well, it might get you a challenge mania poster. We, uh, we were sending out posters to people just for saying nice stuff a couple weeks ago. Cause what? it was just, it was getting so negative and, and just like gross. I was like, Good for you I was guys. like, tweet something nice about anyone and we will send you a poster. Um, wow. I didn't know that you guys are amazing. You know, the next one should be like this tweet, Something nice to your least favorite cast member, and we'll send you something. Well, that's what. And, no, I saw. I saw some people who would, who would actually. And this is what I really respected is I saw some people that would would tweet something about someone they didn't necessarily agree with, or and that's what's the hard part. It's like anyone could tweet some people. The first few people that tweeted something nice were like, "I love Challenge Mania. It's my favorite podcast." I was like, "I was like, thank you, first of all, but secondly, like, I'd rather you say something nice about someone who's like not already your favorite podcast or your best friend or whatever. Like, say something ah. like you said, you're least favorite cast member or that person you're always going back and forth with i I do have to say something though i do have to say something like what i have noticed a lot between my castmates people that haven't been on the show in forever and and the anti-fan fans um if you write something nasty about me or polly you're going to get the most engagement the most likes the most retweets the most comments it's like and i feel like that's why old castmates are crawling out of the woodwork. That's why the castmates are banding together as they are. I feel like that's why a lot of the fans are getting louder because it's like they feel like the more negative things they, they say about me and Polly, the more engagement they get. And you'll notice it. Like, oh, they'll say something I notice about, it personally. I, yes. so I, I live, I, I, I watch the challenge and I, what I do is I take screen grabs of my TV while I'm watching and I, you know, post them on Twitter with like funny captions. And honestly, the most likes I've gotten all season, 482 likes were when I posted a picture of you talking to Maddie and Kyle. And I said, I feel like going with the quote unquote, have fun getting an STD insult when referring to someone you slept with recently and often is kind of an odd choice, which obviously is just a joke, but <laughs> 500 people liked it just because it would like yep. sort of throwing you under the bus a little bit. I apologize yep. for that, but you know, it's just, I make fun Don't. of everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I like, and that's all in good fun. And like, and, and the thing is like, you would probably read that and think, Oh, that is kind of funny that I said that. And, but like people read that and they were like, Ooh, get him, Scott yeah. Savage. Okay. Oh yeah. Look at him. Oh, man. You know? And uh, yeah, 500 likes. So that's, I, so, I'm with it, man. I, and it, I, I, and I it see doesn't it. have to do. The thing is, is like, it doesn't reflect on me and Polly. It's just reflecting on like what people are doing to get that engagement. So at this point I'm like, I'm like, what should, I'm like, what should Polly? I'm like, what should we do? Should we like, if we like hated each other, where would the fans go? Cause if they hate you and they hate me, but then all of a sudden we hated each other, like what would they do? Yeah, that's sort of what I keep making the comparison between <laughs> Polly and Johnny is, is that Johnny and you're in the same category. And I, Except I was, for the fact that, what were you going to say? Polly's Polly, Polly's better at challenges and 
Well, okay. I don't know about the second part. Rumors are rumors, but I will say as part of the winning challenges, I mean, this season so far, Paulie has outperformed Johnny, but from he a has. character standpoint, and you and I were talking about this the other day when we were talking about how, you know, you live you live enough to, long enough to be the the hero for a while, then you're you become the villain. And I said, look, <laughs> Hulk Hogan did it. You're where you need to write our, our good friend Hulk Hogan and you can get uh, a free Hulk Hogan headband, ladies and gentlemen, if you use the code challenge at hogansbeatshop.com. Okay, here's the thing. Cool. Uh, um, the the thing the place where you want to be, Kara, is exactly where you are. Is exactly where Johnny is. Is exactly where Paulie is. In the sense that people they love you or they hate you. There's no one mm-hmm. who doesn't care at all about you. No offense, yeah. Shailene, but that's not where you want to be. Is where people are kind of like, wait, who again? You know, like, and no offense, sorry to use her as an example here, but like, you know, it's one of those things where you move the needle either way. Even if it's sometimes 60-40 one way or the other, maybe it actually is more people who hate you this week. At least people care. They want to see you fail. They want to see you fall, but they want to see you, you know? Yeah. So whether they're rooting for you to win or they're rooting for you to fail, like they're rooting and it's, and it's better than people not talking at all. And, And if, if people are talking, it's keeping me alive. So really the best things that the haters can actually probably do is just stop talking about me. If you really don't want me to come back on another season, Stop talking about me. Indifference is the sickest, saddest, worst thing that you can experience in life. they can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. They love me. They're all listening to this right now. They're deciding what the most egregious thing you said was this episode. I mean, they've already told everyone you compared yourself to Lady Gaga. You mentioned Polly's penis six times. Oh, they did. They did. My sex with Polly. Sex with Polly. Polly's sex, 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 penis. They're going to write about that one. Wait for it. Um, you mentioned you mentioned in passing like Hulk Hogan. I always make the, the the comparison that people like to watch the challenge the way they like to watch pro wrestling, which is they decide yeah. who their favorites are, and True. if they like the person who you're in a feud with, then guess what? They hate you. But the same yep. way, when you go to a pro wrestling match, if a heel goes out there and gets booed the whole match and comes back in the locker room, guess what he gets? A round of applause. And so, you know, they're making noise. The crowd is making noise. Sometimes it's not all cheers, car. Sometimes it's boos, but guess what? They're making noise for you guys i i I always thought the nwo when and when hulk hogan you know became bad was always the funnest generation ever and it was a time where you kind of like like the bad guys you know Say hello yeah. to the bad guy. All right, let's talk a little final reckoning before we let you go because okay. you, know, you mentioned that you guys aren't in a great spot now based on what happened in the winter, but during final reckoning, you and Marie's kind of team character arc was my favorite thing. Um, your facials on those like double OTFs where you know she'd be saying something and you'd be looking at her, or you'd be saying something and she'd be looking at you, and they just were you were gift city for the whole season. Um, Allison wants to know: Are you and Marie in a good place now? I love y'all's friendship on final reckoning. Allison, Allison, I did too. Talk about where you're at and where that went south because I want to know if it started during that final because that final well, looked like a turning point in the wrong direction for you guys. I haven't even watched that yet. I still haven't even gotten to see that because every time the final airs, I'm filming another season. Um, I never got to see my Vendetta's final, my Final Reckoning final, my Dirty 30 final. It's like I'm always filming another one. Um, but... I don't know if Marie's in a good place right now. I hope she is, but I'm in a good place um, because she's blocked from my phone, my social media, and every other aspect of my life. Um, The thing with her is we weren't friends coming into Final Reckoning. 
We had to band together to try to win a final. I didn't like the way that the people that she actually considered friends treated her um, and the way they talked to her and about her and made fun of her. And I was like, the way these people treat you, I was like, they're not real friends, but they're literally all she had. And going into the final of Final Reckoning, she had made it made a deal basically with me, Polly and Natalie and said, look, like those other, like Ashley and Sylvia, fuck those girls, fuck those people. She goes, I don't want them to win anything I can do to help you and Natalie out. If me and Cara can't win Polly and Natalie, like I'm here for you guys. And I was like, good. So it's us against them because she knew that, you know, Ashley and Sylvia were going to work together. So really she had, she had to be with me, Polly and Natalie. So it was at least two teams against two teams in a way, if there was grenades or whatever. So, you know, and Marie would be the one making the comments, you know, on final reckoning, like you didn't know about, she'd be like, Oh man, like, you know, I, I wonder what the sex is like with Polly. Like she would say stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then when it came time to, she's a very sensitive soul. And when it came time to the, the stay that we had before the final actually happened, that hotel stay, um, she went from being cool with me, Polly, and Natalie to basically just being up Sylvia and, and Ashley's butts the whole time, despite what she had told us. And, and she was, like, angry with me and almost jealous in a way of me being with Polly and spending time with Polly and Natalie. Like, it's almost like she's always had this weird kind of jealousy of my relationship with Natalie. And... The thing I dislike about Marie most is that she's not a, and I've, I've told this before, like she's, she's a flip-flopper. Like with Natalie, Natalie's been the same with me and to me and about me day one. She doesn't talk behind my back. She doesn't go over to Brittany and be like, oh my God, Kara, can you believe she said this or did this? Or like, she doesn't, she doesn't tweet me petty things. She doesn't text me like passive aggressive comments, like Natalie, Brittany, you know, Cam, Tor- like they've been the same humans to me this whole time. And, and I rely on, on a steady human and Marie is anything, but it's like, what's her mood today? One minute she's like, I'm not going to tweet anymore. I'm going to be a better person. The next moment it's like, rah, 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 Polly and Cara suck. And it's like, and so I just had to be like, you know what? I need to completely remove myself from you because it's, I just, it's, it's not healthy. So I don't want somebody like that in my life. We were never the, like, she doesn't, she doesn't know me. We, we found common ground for one season. That's it. She's just not my, my human. Were you, were you guys ever like texting and like, kind of like interacting socially off the show? Was it pretty much like a a show thing? And if you guys saw each other at a viewing party or something. After final reckoning, like here and there. Yeah. And we saw each other a couple of times. And I tried to like keep it, you know, fun and, and cool, but she just is not, she just, she's just like an angry person. Like she's funny as shit. Like I'll give her that. Like she is funny as hell. The thing she says, like, that is the best thing about her is her humor. But the worst thing is like the way that she talks about even her own friends. It's like, my friends don't talk about me the way you and your friends talk about each other. So I can only imagine the things that you talk about me, you know, like that's just not the type of human that I, I want in my life, I guess. So that's, that's an outsie. So no Marie for me. 
Wow. And so you mentioned she's kind of kind of blocked from you right now. What what would it what would it take to for those of us who because like I mean I like I said it was such an interesting thing to watch you guys before our eyes kind of be forced it's into. It's not because at one minute at one minute she could be that's the thing with Marie is like one minute it's like she's loving and sweet and funny and like and cool. And like, oh, she's your best friend. She's in your corner. Like, she loved the attention that she got, the positive attention she got when she was, like, defending me. And she was, like, in my corner. She loved it. She lavished in it. The lavender ladies made fun of her for it and said, oh, Marie's too too cool for us now. She's loving this attention. Like, she's this, she's that. They fucking dogged her, you know? And then she goes back to those people who made fun of her and dogged her. And it's like, and then she dogs me and makes fun of me and makes petty comments about me. And it's like, Marie... Like, I thought me and Marie were cool. And then I'm like, now she's tweeting all these things about me. I'm like, come on, girl, pick a side. What, 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 what Marie is it today? Is it Marnie? Is it, you know, whatever the other one? Is? Like, she's just not the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just what mood is she in today? Is she going to love you or hate you? And I don't want somebody, you, you can't have. Friends don't dig at each other constantly. Friends don't make petty comments about each other. Friends don't make a podcast solely to talk about you and your love life. When she was on the phone with Polly when all this stuff was going down, like she's talking to me when this stuff is going down, being on my side. But then she's also on the phone with Polly telling him, oh, Car's just playing the victim. Like me and Kayla and everybody's all talking about it. So they're all like woman power on Twitter. And then to Polly, they're texting him like, Oh no, you know, car is just playing the victim. Car is this, car is that. We all know. We're just making, you know, we just feel this way about her. You know what I mean? It's like you, these people are I you can't. Like I can't wrap my brain around someone that just says one thing and then they do the other thing and it's like those people I don't need in my life. So there it is. So you can never I can never be friends with someone like that ever. And I don't even want to be like casual with someone like that. Like I'm all good. Like just go away. Just do your thing and I blocked you. I blocked her. So, and even though I blocked her, she still finds a way to comment about my tweets. So it's like, come on. Well, as you mentioned, they rate well, they test highly. I got to say. They do. It gives her the most engagement. So, Uh, well, RIP team Cara Marie, then I guess that was, that was fun while it lasted. Nah, really. Um, okay, let's get out of here on a positive note, but I do want to let you go. Um, okay, here's a good one. Michelle says, uh, we know Paulie has moved to Montana, but isn't currently living with you. Will he be moving in with you to your new place? Congrats on the new place. And, uh, she loves you guys together, by the way, Michelle with some positivity. All right. What are you guys putting you on the spot? And and after that, can we get a cameo? Can we get a cameo from Paulie too, before we could take off? You sure can. I'll, I'll pass it over. Here's the thing. Um, if you think he hasn't been creepily listening to this entire thing, you're oh, sorely mistaken, D. No, I'm the only creep. Creep. Polly uh, does have his own place. I have my own place. And we are we do spend a lot of time together, though. So it's basically like his other place is just a storage unit at this point because he's never in it. But um, the thing that's really sweet about that comment is I've been getting so many messages from from actually a lot of like private messages from women that are like, you know, I either they, you know, cheated on their boyfriend when they first dated or, you know, were with other people. They didn't tell them what the boyfriend did. And then they're like, cute five years later, cute 10 years later, we've got two kids. We're married. We're happy. I'm so glad I gave him a second chance. And I've been getting an overwhelming amount. And those are like the quiet, 
happy people. Like they're happy with their lives. They just want to share a little message with you. And like that, those aren't the people that are yelling on Twitter. You know what I mean? And so I've been getting a lot of those messages that are like the second chance that worked out. And they're like, honestly, I'm happy and I hope the best for you. And you can see that you're happy. And like, that is a beautiful thing. Like people who are genuinely happy in their own lives, like just want other people to be happy too. So I've been seeing a lot of that, even if you guys don't. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that just hated the end of that podcast, the end of this podcast. That's what it sounds like. Sorry. Why? (laughs) Too much love, Kara. I mean, I'm a, I'm a home wrecking whore. (laughs) That's more like it. Yes. Yes. I need to wash my hair and my face. And, and put on different clothes and, and I suck at challenges and guys carry me to the end and I'm playing the victim right now here I am victim 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 I think we're good now now punch Paulie in the face <laughs> did I did I cover it all well I want to ask you about something you briefly mentioned and I, I'm Thank asking you. this uh, wholeheartedly because I don't follow it that closely but occasionally something will fall onto my desk where I see people referring to your hair why do why are people obsessed with your hair? Are you not washing your hair or something? What do they mean by that? Is it just like schoolyard insults with that? I don't get it. I think it is. I think they're just running out of things to come at me for because I'm winning. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, um, yeah, sometimes my hair looks good. Sometimes it looks bad. When your hair is red, you can't wash it every day. I'd say, you know, maybe every three days or so or when it smells like a horse. Um and the extensions, sometimes they look good, sometimes they don't. I'm kind of loving the extension free life right now. And so. and as far as uh and, and, and as far as interviews go in, in steaming hot Africa, you can't tell me it's the easiest to keep your hair together because it's not that easy to keep my hair together. Here here's the here's the thing. We all own mirrors, ladies and gentlemen. We all own mirrors. I can look in the mirror and be like, mm, man, I could use an extra five face masks today. Or, oh, man, a little heavy on the makeup there when I'm watching my interview. Oh, why did I wear that shade of lipstick? Oh, God, my hair looks bad. I can see that for myself. And it's kind of rude for other. It's like I don't text Lady Gaga and I'm like, yo, because I'm, you know, me and Lady Gaga are basically on the same level of awesomeness, you know, um, as I've stated earlier. But uh, I'm not messaging Lady Gaga being like, oh, my God, Gaga, you look so fat in those jeans. Oh, my God, Gaga, why don't you – why do you wear your hair like that? looks bad. It's like, you know, I have a mirror. I have a mirror, and I I appreciate it. Actually, I don't appreciate it. You're fucking rude. Shut up. (laughs) That's what it is. Shut up. If you don't have something nice to say, shut your freaking mouth, especially about a girl's looks as if we're all not insecure enough as it is. Just shut up and don't say it. You dick. I think I'm good. All right. I think that's a good place to end it. Right. I think you just saved the podcast. All right. Now, now put Paulie on. I want to see how, I want to hear how many wrestles or how many, how many moose he's been headbutting. Uh, Let let him tell you all about what an amazing athlete he is. Hang on. Oh, well, we heard, we heard tonight. He's going to, he's coming for the title. (laughs) Hey guys. Hey, what's up, man? It was a good win for you today. I didn't win. I I, I just did that more for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll send you that picture of you on the back of that monster truck. You didn't even make it in the tribunal. (laughs) I I didn't make, I made it in the tribunal. It was a little different than 
than uh, the first three that I was a part of. Fuck, was, I can't remember. Different. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, Paulie. Uh, tell me if I'm reading this the right way, but like every time you were up there and Kyle's down there, you were just like stone face, shit like erupted. You were down there. I think he took it kind of easy on you. I kind of like sensed a little bit of a lightheartedness between you guys. It was peaceful. It was peaceful. You know, right? I think it. I think, I, well, I mean, you know, so when you get slapped with uh, with fines, um, oh, I think post fine cut. Got it. I think I think it changes uh, changes how you guys go about things, and and you start to be like, hey, hold on a second, maybe we should just come at each other because we're enemies, but let's not uh, do anything to get each other kicked off or uh, get more fines uh, thrown our way. Got um, it. You know, because at the you know at the end of the day, uh, would it would it really be fun if you didn't have somebody to constantly go after, you know, or like you know kind of have that opposite end of it where it's like if you don't win, you're like okay, well here we go, you know what I mean? I mean Johnny, Johnny, yeah. What is what is Batman without the Joker? You know what I mean? What 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 is that? Rivalry. Yeah, you guys. Um, let me just call you guys. Uh, Paul, can you and Cara stop saying iconic lines from from movies and then making out? You're kind of like, like the Dark Knight has already been ruined for me. And that you just, <laughs> but can you guys try to just like a little bit of separation? <laughs> we we're and, so we're so and, cringe. We're so cringeworthy. It's 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 funny. I mean, but uh, you know, I mean, like, look, man, you guys know I've been a huge fan of the show. And, and, and it's, it sucks because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the challenges will try and throw that in my face as if it's like, you know, a bad thing, you know, it's like, I, I, I wanted to be the best soccer player cause I grew up watching soccer. So now that I get a chance to be on the challenge, it's like, you know, looking at how Wes and Johnny always went at each other, um, you know, and you look at some other rivalries that have always gone on throughout the years, you know. I'm not saying that this, this could be of that magnitude, you know, because I, I honestly think that, you know, I'll, I'll most likely get rid of them, uh, season after season. Um, you know, cause, cause I think I know how to get in his head, but it is fun to go back and forth and have that rivalry. You know what I mean? Knowing coming into every season, okay, I'm, you know, I'm coming in. I, I don't know who's on my side, but I know for a fact that this group of people is against me. And, you know, I think that that's what I'm working with right by, now. By a group of people, you mean uh, everyone in the UK? I mean, everyone in the UK, aside from uh, <laughs> Theo, who was partnered with Kara. Um, you know, I mean, and then throw in, you know, Johnny in there, throw Zach in there. I didn't, I never played, I never knew Leroy before this season. All I knew is that him and Johnny were close. So I didn't know how that was going to play out. Um, the only person that I ever really trusted was... Um, was CT, um, you know, cause even, even with how much I trust, um, Wes and, uh, and Hunter, it's like, you know, I mean, I've watched Wes play plenty of seasons where it's like, how far can you really trust the guy, you know, but you know, I, I have grown to like him. Well, uh, well, I think that the, uh, the Kyle and, uh, and Paulie rivalry is alive, healthy and well. And to be honest with you, I think I'm a little over the Wes and Johnny rivalries because it's going on for so long. I just, you know, yeah. I mean, and West West basically just put a dagger in that this season. I mean, came, came in after taking a couple main, main seasons off. I know he did the, the champs versus pros and champs versus stars. Um, you know, but he come, he came in and basically was just like, Nope, this is still my show, Johnny. Yeah. As many seasons as I want to take off. 
Um, you know, but I, you know, it's, it's funny cause Scott compared the, uh, the challenge to like WWE. And I, I guess I'm more like with Derek where it's like, I try to compare it to sports where it's like, if all of a sudden a player on your favorite sports team was getting outdated and like, couldn't perform, like, would you be sitting there and be like, no, keep this person around because you know, they've done so much for the franchise. You're like, no, get Eli Manning the fuck off the giants. He sucks as a quarterback. Unless he was fun to watch. Unless Eli Manning was fun to watch. Right. Exactly. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, he's saying Eli Manning went home episode two this season is what he's saying. That that's what I'm saying. You know, he's got, he's got the championship rings. I think he called refers to him as Tom Brady. No, no, Tom Brady, (laughs) Tom Brady keeps winning. No, but my thing is uh, a lot yes. of people a lot of people come True. at me and Kyle and they're like, Oh, we're over this, we're over this. Well, it's like, well, I'm who, not. Else is, who else I is like fighting? It. Um, I like it. You know, you know what, Paul, it's funny with, with Bear the Baron uh, West are now fighting. Baron West are now fighting. With, the, com- with the comparisons to the uh you know, whether you know compare it to real sports compared to WWE, to me it's like with the way that the fans root for certain people, the way that they react to things, that to me is like the same way that fans go into a WWE show is with the blind loyalty to like, I decided this person's my favorite wrestler, so I don't care if they poke the guy in the eye, I don't care if they trip the ref, I don't care if they do whatever. I know all that stuff's bad in real life and I wouldn't do it to my coworker in the cafeteria, but I like Dolph Ziggler or I like The Miz or whatever. And that's how people feel about this show. They've decided I like Kara, I like Amanda, I like Ashley, whatever, and I'm going to go along with whatever they did. If I like Corey, then guess what? This week, don't touch my pasta or I'll slam you. You know, and and it's like kind of trying to like, you know, shoehorn people's actions into, you know, what you want, where you're rooting interest in and not the other way around. That's the way I compare it to WWE. As far as like the, what you just talked about, like the legacy of performers and, you know, kind of getting phased out age-wise and stuff like that. Yeah, the uh, the the real sports analogy is a much better one because let's be honest, in the wrestling world, you can't have that guy go out there at 65 years old and he can still get the job done because let's be honest, it's all, you know. Well, you know, I mean, I just, I think this is where I'm just, I don't want to say disheartened, but it's kind of where I put up the facade of kind of like, well, all right, if you're going to say, fuck you, then I'm going to say, fuck you harder. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I, you know, I never want to come at people, uh, for their jobs, you know, but if someone's sitting there and now they're trying to come at me for my job and saying that I don't belong somewhere, um, you know, then I'm going to take that personally. And I'm going to be like, you know what? Well, what makes you feel like you still deserve to be here? You know, like, now you're trying to take money and food out of my mouth. So I'm going to try and do the same thing to you. And then it's, it gets into the sense of like, well, may the best man win. Cause either one of us is going to, you know, get the other person out. Um, you know, and it's like, it's like Carr said, like, I never, I never had a problem with Johnny. I actually went into final reckoning, wanting to work with Johnny, you know, and then he was part of everybody that sent me to the redemption house. And then I never even knew I had a problem with Johnny after final reckoning until I showed up to a Atlantic city event and he didn't say one word to me. And I was like, all right, man, if that's how it's going to be, then that's how it's going to be, you know? And then I I mean, the kind of person I am is I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to be nice to you if you don't want to be nice to me and I'm not going to kiss your ass and I'm not going to bow to you. Um, but I do like the, 
the reference to the WWE. And I just wish more people can understand that because, you know, if, if I'm getting a lot of hate and if I'm going to be seen as the villain, I'm going to own that role. And I think that's partially why Johnny hates when I get compared to him because, you know, he knows that at one time he was one of the most hated challengers, but he was able to win and he was able to kind of get that love and hate relationship from people. Um, I'm the most hated. No, I'm the most hated. I'm the most hated. No, I'm the most hated. Sorry. No, I don't think you're. No, Derek. No, no, I'm kidding. He's doing an impression of Johnny and you arguing over who's the most hated. Well, I, it's like I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be hated. But if you are, you'll take it. You're like, like if you're gonna hate me, I'm just gonna fucking turn it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm like, gonna, I, like I'm Johnny's be, really good at playing the fence, and I've had multiple conversations with him where, like, he's had candid conversations with me, being like, "Dude, Twitter and social media, like, I got to do what I got to do in order to keep people talking about the show when the show's not on." And I've, you know, I've had those conversations with him. I've had conversations with him, you know, prior to going to the redemption house, you know, where it was just him talking about his mindset towards things. And I like to tap into his mindset when it comes to a lot of things. And, you know, I feel like maybe that's where a lot of his hatred towards me comes from. You know, my only problem with him is it's like, dude, like, don't try and always say things like, I don't belong on a challenge or that I don't belong with a girl that I have feelings for, you know what I mean? Cause like then to me, you know, you may be overstepping your boundary. Like if you want to keep it game related, if you want to talk shit, cool, talk shit. Like we can talk shit, but you know, don't fuck with my money. Don't fuck with my family and don't fuck with my relationships, whether it's my friends or my girl, you know, that's, that's just how I view things. Um, you know, well, and, I, and I, res- I respect what he's brought to the game and what he still brings to the game. You know, he, I think he's worked harder this season that's airing right now in order to keep his name relevant in people's mouths with like the Benorgan stuff and like all the news articles that he puts out there of like, what would the challenge be without Johnny Bananas? I almost want to blame Derek and all those guys back in the day for blowing up his head being like, this is the Johnny banana show. This is the Johnny banana show. And then he actually started <laughs> to believe it. He actually started to believe um, it. <laughs> oh no, this is, this is what I used to do. Uh, this is, this is a guy, Vinny Fodi. Uh, he just came out of a coma not too long ago on cutthroat. We would, uh, J- Vinny was on fresh meat too, I believe. And I think it was his first challenge. And he, he was from Boston actually. And he would, as Johnny would walk through or come out of a room and he would see him. He goes, Hey, look, it's the star of the show. Hey, Johnny, <laughs> what's up? So then, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, I love, I love when people come up with like original content like that, because it's kind of funny. And like, you, you know, you kind of give that to him. Like, hey, it's a star of the show. I like, I, I love that, you know? And, um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like, bro, for me, it's like, bro, you want to be the villain or you like being the villain? Like, go fucking be the villain. Cool. He wants to be the star of the show. Be the fucking, he makes you laugh. Cool. Be the star of the show. Um, You know, it's just, uh, you know, I think he, he, obviously he's, he's, I mean, there will never be, you know, sorry, Scott, there will never be 
another Johnny Bananas. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't. Right. He's gotten in so and much. I, shit. And I don't want to be Johnny Bananas. Yeah, I don't want to be another Johnny Bananas. I yeah. want Paulie. Yeah. So so Scott, will you fucking leave these two guys alone and let them each be hated in their own separate fucking universes? Jesus. Well, you know, I mean, I think it has to do with, uh, you know, because it has to do with like, I think it it has to do with like an ego thing, realistically. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and we all know Johnny's got one of the biggest egos in the game, you know, so you got to take him with a grain of salt. You know, my whole thing, and maybe this was just wishful thinking because it's something that happens in athletics is like, you know, the older uh, veteran players, you know, when they see like, you know, young talent with potential, they will groom them, you know, to carry on the game, you know, or the team when, when they're gone and they can't do it. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, you know, I've got a good relationship with CT. I've got a good relationship with Wes. You know, I'm cool with Derek over here. You know, like, and these are, and I'm, I'm cool with Darrell. So I'm, I'm cool with like the, like so-called legends of the game, you know? And it's almost like, I would love to see like the legends in a season kind of groom whoever their new people are so that once they're gone, the new, the challenge fans can sit there and be like, well, you know what? I can root for this person because they're this person, but they were groomed by this person. And that's fucking cool that they passed the torch because I, you know, I'm going to get old and I'm not guaranteed anything in the future. And I'd be foolish to think that I'm guaranteed every single season. But if I was blessed to be on every single season, when it got to a point where I was aging out or, you know, where let's say like I wasn't the way that I was, or if I had a legacy or didn't have a legacy, I would still groom someone that I saw something in them that reminded me of myself, which is why I've respected CT a lot. Cause he's kind of done that to me. Why I've respected Wes. Cause he's kind of done that to me and why, like I started to respect Johnny in the beginning because it's like he was doing that. But then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden you go into an elimination with the guy and you beat him and boom, you know, I would, I would love for Johnny to just be like, you know what? I haven't been putting in the training that I used to put in, in order to be so dominant. And I don't have my same team of people that protected me but I'm Johnny banana. So I'm going to figure out a way to f- get new people to have my back, you know, but he hasn't done that and he doesn't want to change his game. And it's almost like he embraces this whole everybody versus bananas thing. So it's like, almost, it's almost like he has an excuse going into every season for when he loses. And I wish he would just change his mindset to I'm Johnny bananas. I can figure out a way to win like how Wes has came into this season and just adapted right away. And, you know, I would love to see the old CT. I mean, Derek comes in. I would love to see Derek just be an animal and all that stuff. If Darrell came in, we'd love to see him be an animal. Like some of the female competitors who are monsters, like Emily Schroem, uh, Cook, Laurel, Nicole Zanata, like some beasts. Like, I just want to see people go in there and like adapt. Like, I, I'm not going to sit there and be like, hey, I don't want to see Johnny win that seventh title. But I'm also not going to go in there and be like, well, let me just give Johnny Bananas the seventh title because he's Johnny Bananas and he's won six. You know, you got to earn it like the same way I have to earn it. Like I like I feel like I have to earn it even more so because I'm not guaranteed a callback. So I have to win. I have to perform. I have to do these things in order to make it so that I have to get a callback. Otherwise, it's like, why the fuck are you not calling this kid back? That's my mindset going into it. I got to win or I don't get called back, period. Well, I think that's a great teaser for maybe an upcoming challenge mania. Um 
I think we've got a oh, lot wait, of catching this isn't up to do. Polly on Challenge Mania right now. I forgot this was actually Car Maria's episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Polly, we'll definitely do. We'll get you back on here in a couple weeks. And it's, uh, it's nice to hear that you guys are living together or close to it or <laughs> close you guys can be after all that that happened around Christmas time. The publicity oh, stunt I'm... that happened around Christmas time. Oh, yeah, man. we don't have to get into it now because we got a. It's a late one for us. I got to take my son to school in a couple hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Montana is definitely different, but I do love the mountains, and I do love being closer to this one over here with this cute little dimples. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not, get, not gonna get any trouble with the mob out in Montana, Paulie. Are we okay with that? You're good, you're good out there. No. Yeah. no, that's just that's just in Vegas and uh, Pennsylvania. You sick fuck. At the at the very least, bro, you you're you're living in the best place to headbutt some moose and work on that. Uh-huh. You know, that's a legal move and well, borderline legal move and put challenge. Your, uh, put your lady on the phone so we can say goodbye to her. Paulie, we'll talk to you in a few weeks, all right, man? All right, guys. Thanks, brother. Hey, buddy. Later. Hey, guys. Thank you so much, Kara. We appreciate Thanks you as always. Me. I'm aware that after this, you know, people are going to selectively take their favorite parts to hate. Um, and that if you love me, you're going to keep loving me. And if you hate me, you're going to hate me more. But that's just what keeps things fun. So yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Once again, we'll do it again sometime soon. Uh, if we don't talk to you before then have fun going out to the UK for that reunion, bring us back uh. some London souvenirs. <laughs> do you want a red wig? You can go for me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That's funny. Yo, Cara, it was, it was nice talking to you. Um, hopefully we'll see you soon somewhere, somewhere yeah. on the earth. Somewhere on the earth, I I, I hope so. <laughs> take care. See Maybe Paul, you'll take me uh, moose moose knuckling. Uh, let's 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 get all the moose knuckles oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah. If I have to hear about Paul's right, moose buddy. knuckle one more time for both of you guys. All right, Bye. see you guys later. Bye. Yeah. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. There you have it. Car Maria Sorbello. What'd you think? I mean, do you like controversy? Because we had it all in there. We were laughing at were we laughing at the haters or laughing with the haters? I can't tell. I don't know. I think I think she's in a, a pretty good headspace when when it comes to this stuff and um, you know, you heard me say it. I mean, like, you know, sometimes she does, you know, cross over the dark side, stoop uh, to their level. But for the most part, it sounds like she's it, takes it all in stride. This this was my my point. I don't know if I got it to her, got it across. Is she's out there so much? It's very easy for somebody to just be like, oh, wait a minute, what did she just say? And you know, 
take the flip side of it and come after her for it. You know, it's like, you know, she's on TV, she's on Twitter, she's on the, you know, on the lives, you know I mean? It's, it's very easy for people to find something they don't like and come after it. You know what I mean? But I think it was such, I think it was a good interview, man. I think she, she kept it together. Well, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it seems like her and Paulie, they're in a happy place and a good place. And, you know, whatever happened back then, it's like, it's, it's really none of our business. You know what I mean? It's like, they're happy, you know? And, uh, here we are. Yeah. All right, ladies and germs, enjoy your weekend. We really appreciate it. Weston Bergman coming up on Wednesday, Brett Robinson later in the week. And thank you all. Thank you. Patrons. Thank you, Cara. Thank you, Paulie. And, uh, we will see you next week. Appreciate it. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast. Hopefully Facebook is working. And uh, we appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, and review. Keep telling your friends about Challenge Mania. Peace. See you on. Uh, see you in the NBA Free Friday DraftKings contest. Yes, DraftKings. Play with us tomorrow for free. Win that Challenge Mania swag. DKNG.co slash Challenge Mania. All right, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. All right, see you everybody. guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future